Hello and welcome to episode 58 of the MTG Complex cast. My name is John, and I'm joined by my co-host Chris. Hey. And Steven. Hey there. This week we're going to be talking about the effects of War of the Spark cards on Modern, as well as some insane Modern Horizon spoilers. But first, we're going to get into our weekly roundup where we talk about what we've been up to since we last talked to you guys. Chris, let's start with you. Well, uh, the past two weeks uh, was another two weeks of FNM, and I decided to play some Mono Red Phoenix because the shop is infested with blue-white control. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and amulet. So I figured that a deck like uh, Mono Red Phoenix should be able to sneak in there and just kind of punish all these, you know, dirtly decks and... You know, easy peasy four zero, easy for me. Cash How'd it money, go? Free real estate. I went two and two. <laughs> oh, excellent! Mm. The freest of real estate. <laughs> um, I don't believe I played against a single amulet or blue red deck or blue Good white job. deck. Yeah. Good job reading the room, bud. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I played like the only four people in the room who weren't playing either blue white or amulet. So that was pretty pretty swell. <laughs> a plus. Excellent. Good job. <laughs> now, since it was two weeks ago, I don't really remember what I played against. Actually, that's not true. I did play against the Amulet, and I lost because... Um, Amulet is a very good deck. Well, uh, Mono Red is a very inconsistent deck. Oh, it's not because they were good. It's because you were bad. I see. I see. <laughs> I, I did the classic um, lean on a Blood Moon, and he just had his, you know, Rex Age in his hand and a Forest, and I did the big die. Excellent. I drew many lands for having only 16 of them in my deck. Did he, like, also ramp out a bunch of lands before he did that? No. Oh. Sad. <laughs> he just killed nice. it, and I drew, like, four lands in a row. Mm. And then game one, he uh, had he just naturally drew his bog, and then I drew, like, land, land, reveler, reveler. Wow. How's it feel playing against a fucking Luxag? <laughs> it feels the same as I always feel playing against, like, Kevin. <laughs> wow. Damn <laughs> Savage. So, not good. <laughs> so, the next week I decided if you can't beat him, join him. Came back with Amulet. 4-0. GG easy. Get good, scrubs. <laughs> I Never punished. Um, huh. I did play against Blue-White. And I got to do the big stomp. Yeah. The big stomp? And by the big, the big stomp. stomp, I mean it was, the I think, the only match that I dropped a game. But uh, <laughs> Is this a stomp? <laughs> but I got him real good. Is this what they call a stump? So uh, I I don't remember exactly what happened, but um I think my hand game one was very good. I had two ambulates and I made a Titan, but I didn't give it haste to go attacking with him because he had two mana and he could path me and I would be sad. But he did oh, not have a path. <laughs> And he also did not have removal, so he was sad and died instead. Ah. I guess, I guess it pays to be patient, right? Because, yeah, I mean, if, if I just go for it and he's like, LOL, path, then I just have nothing and I die, I probably just lose. <clears throat> Whereas, like, that way you get to set up for the next turn to have more big. Yeah, so that way, even, even, even if he has a Titan or a path, I still just get to make another Titan next turn. Yeah. And it's, like, all okay. P good, P good. Because him having two mana versus three mana, like I'm not losing to any counter spells. I wasn't already going to, you know, get blown out by. So, gotcha. It was all good. And then I got to hide mind in one game, I believe. 
Excellent. That felt great. beautiful. And what else have you been up to? I, I, I hear you uh, you engaged in some some lower baser forms of entertainment. Ah, uh, yes. So, um, you know, after playing Amulet to a 4 finish, Mr. You know, like sophisticated Pooh Bear over here. <laughs> um i decided actually hold on before i talk about my my uh oh my god de-evolution to um, a lower state of human you're humanity you, um, you are we're so ridiculous <laughs> i want to say that i i got to check off the the bingo square i didn't know existed in amulet which was have a hive mind in play while my opponent has an active pyromancer's ascension in play <laughs> Yeah, how'd that go? That's pretty cool. So, every spell that was cast, a lot of other spells ended up getting put onto the stack. <laughs> Notably, the Pyromancer uh, Ascension copies are not cast, therefore they do not trigger the Hive Mind. Uh-huh. So I don't get twice of the stuff that he's also... So he gets twice of his stuff, and I get one of his stuff. I mean, you're still getting one so, of his so stuff. So everything that's cast happens three times if he's casting it. Twice for him, once for me. <laughs> And I think mine happens first. I don't know. That's how we resolved it, anyway. Uh, it no yours. Wait, yeah, yeah, yours resolved first because active player has priority, so theirs goes on the stack first. Yeah, that's how we resolved. I, yeah. I I think it was correct for for my copies to resolve first. Anyway, so in the single turn, I got to resolve a faithless looting, a serum visions, a thought scour. And I think that was it. Yeah, but he did that all twice. Yeah, so... <laughs> That's pretty good for uh, for Phoenix. <laughs> the weird thing was with the Thought Scour, because the Thought Scour came after the Serum Visions, and I just got a card at the top. I was like, well, <laughs> I guess I'm milling you. <laughs> Holy That's shit. And I milled over a Phoenix. I was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That doesn't feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did you get played? Like, did he but talk? then when he, th- he for both of his thought scours, he thought scoured me. What? I was like, that's really strange. <laughs> <laughs> so I just fell over like four random lands. I'm like, okay, okay. okay. awesome. <laughs> I hear Mill is good against Amulet. I guess I don't remember if he scried cards to the top as well. Maybe he did, and that's why he did it. <laughs> Maybe he scored like one to the top, and he just decided to target me for both. I don't know. Genius. I don't. I don't remember that that much detail, but. Um, then he passed to me, and I got to play a Titan. So I already have a Pact of Negation in my hand. I just need a green pack to do the, the big kill. So I play my, my Titan, which goes and gets me a Tori West, which goes and gets me a green pact. But with the Titan triggers on the stack, he bolts my Titan, and I'm like, alright, so I guess I'm gonna bolt something now. <laughs> so I, I got to bolt a Snapcaster Mage for whatever that was worth. Not very much. <laughs> yeah. Stupid Snapcaster Mage. Moral victory. <laughs> and so then I um, I transmute for my, my Summoner's Pact, right? And I cast my Summoner's Pact, trigger it. Like, okay, you you cast Summoner's Pact. And he's like, okay. Like, you can search your deck for a green creature. He's like, I don't have any of those. Like, well, huh. it's up huh. to you whether you want to search. You don't have to search, but you can. <laughs> I was like, I'm just not going to search. Like, okay, that's fine. Uh, you get two more copies. But then I think maybe with his trigger still in the stack, he like surgicals me, targeting my primeval titan because he double bolted it, right? And I was like, okay, I guess I'll copy your surgical. 
Jesus I guess I'll surgical your bolt. I don't know. <laughs> and he shows me his hand. His hand is like a, has one mana morphosis in it. I'm like, oh, okay. There's some green mana. So he's, so his two copies of surgical go after my Tori West and my Primeval Titan. But then at that point, he sees my Pact Indigation sitting in my hand. It's like, eh, 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 eh. So after he decides he doesn't want to go search for a green creature, I don't know why he didn't want to find one. But um, I just counter my Pact of Negation, or Pact of Summer's Pact, sorry, with my Pact of Negation. And I trigger my Hive Mind, you have a Pact of Negation. And he's like looking around at the board and stuff, and he's like, can I just let both of yours resolve? I'm like, no, you have to target something. He's <laughs> like, okay. I guess I'll counter your summoner's fact. It's like, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> He's like, upkeep. Ah, uh, Metamorphos, make green, green, draws a card. Ah, uh, copy of Metamorphos, green, green. I'm like, all right, I'll Metamorphos. <laughs> make some mana, draw a card. Wait, so technically... Oh, what a shit show! And so he had he had no green, but he didn't have nine total mana, so he did the big die. Technically, he would have had to cop- he would have had to make four green mana, right? No, because he he's technically casting this the, no, the no, copy. No no. no, no, no. So Hivemind puts co- you you they copy it. They don't cast the copy. Okay, okay, gotcha. gotcha. So he didn't get a Pyromancer Ascension copy of Summoner's Fact. <laughs> that would be okay, okay. insane. <laughs> That'd be so bad. It's a May though, I think, right? Uh, I don't know. Anyways, mm. irregardless. Yeah, yeah, either way, he only had to had to pay for one yep. impact. But um, he was three mana shy Bummer. of of nine, so, so he, he did, did the, the big die. die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A poem. <laughs> so anyway, back to my um, uh, regression and yeah, my de-evolution. Uh, I played not one, not two, but three. Games of EDH. <laughs> I watched. Oh my god, you're even worse than him, then. And they were five man free for alls. Oh. Uh, the, the best part of my weekend was that Kevin showed up, so I got to play Modern and stuff. So I'm having to build an EDH deck. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's like yes, I don't so have to. I may be a, a, a filthy casual playing EDH. However, at least I won two out of three of those games. Ah, yes. These are facts. Because Animar is a fair and balanced and fun multiplayer commander. 100%. You are one sweaty ass casual. Can you can you <laughs> guess what we all lost to the game that I didn't win? Animar? Narset. Okay, sure. Did you know that Narset gets to cast not one, but all of the non-creature spells that she flips? Yeah. 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 I good. learned that that day. <laughs> Shortly before you lost the game, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, attack with my Narset trigger." Flips over like two cards that give additional attack steps and an omniscience. And he's like, "I'm gonna omniscience." I'm like, "Uh, draining walk your omniscience." And he's like, "Okay, take another combat phase." Like, hold up, <laughs> pick up Narset. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> So in those two additional uh, attack steps, I think he got like a time warp, and then like wrath of Godded, But his Narset had a dark steel plate, so it didn't fucking die. It was sad times. Every time I looked over, I could kind of tell who was doing well because everyone else was kind of like slumped over and sad looking. <laughs> I go. Although I I will say the the first game that I won was sweet because um 
I won the game with Lab Maniac, but Yay, I don't have a Lab Maniac in my deck. Oh, what? <laughs> I zealous conscripted someone's <laughs> Lab Maniac Get and then drew my whole deck in one. <laughs> wow. Ridiculous. Combo. It's even better because he just forgot to equip his Lightning Greaves to his Lab Man. Oh. Get wrecked. Wow. I mean, I could have won any way I wanted at that point, but that was definitely the but most that was, but highlight. That's definitely the most BM. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Alright. In <clears throat> retrospect, I should have attacked another player for lethal before drawing my deck. Ha! Because uh, you he died. was very mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He played in a blue ring and exiled one of my creatures, so he basically declared war. Basically. I feel like watching people play EDH, it's like watching like reruns of Mean Girls. Yeah, basically. <laughs> God damn. So e e EDH is definitely a format where if you're doing the big kill, this format's great. If you're not, this format's fucking garbage. Why does anyone want to play this? I'm straight up not having a good time. <laughs> See, that's why you just build enchantments and you just sit back and you smile. Ugh. It's mm. like there, it, it's definitely a zero sum fun format. Yep. For sure. 100%. There's definitely zero fun. I would agree with that. I don't know, man. Drawing my whole deck is pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> all, all 100 cards or 99 cards. Sweet. So I, I even Swing had a Sunbird's like Invocation. A... So I'm like replaying my, my statue oh my every turn. It's like, oh, Sunbird's for four. Oh, look, a creature. And since you cast the creature, your animal goes up by another tick. <clears throat> And it's a creature coming to place. So you draw a card off like your soul for harvest or whatever. Like ah, I just draw all the cards. Swinging, swinging with like an eighty eighty animar is a pretty great feeling. Yeah. It's like commander damage too. <laughs> yeah, you are so dead. This post made by animar gang. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so that's been my uh, my magical two weeks. I see. All right. Well, Steven, uh, it's been a while since we've heard from you. What have you been up to, magically speaking? Uh, so I've uh, been fortunate enough to have some time to uh, get to actually play Magic, which is great. Uh, I tried playing some Arena, and that was just like... It's not that it's... Fun in the sun? It's just not... It's just There's so much... If you don't want to pay into it, there's just so much grinding that you have to do to actually build anything worthwhile uh so it's i mean i i loved playing like the pre-cons and like kit like just wrecking people they were playing like tier one decks i'm just like come on can't you just think a couple steps in front of me no okay black white life game got you down like i don't know <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so i was oh, like god my johnny's fun. pride mate too strong <laughs> my bad no longer a me yeah. um <laughs> God, saves so much time on Arena. Holy shit. Uh, but outside of that, uh, I got to play, so far, three tournaments. Three uh, three-round tournaments, which uh, is has been the highlight of my weeks. Uh, the first one was with Affinity, and I went 0-2 uh, drop. Uh, I got paired against, round one, the Merfolks player, whose sideboard was Affinity prepared. Like the only person in the room who would like was like, I'm not losing to affinity. What with... year is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Merfolk. And I was just like, Affinity hate. I was like, 
okay, sure. You can play, you know, 13 dedicated affinity sideboard slots. That's fine. Whatever. I'll just go to the next player. It'll be fine. I get paired against fucking tokens. Yeah. Is this a problem? Oh, you know, trying to trying to get in with my my little one one flyers against his one one tokens that he can cast over and over. The green souls got you down, and then he and then he plays this dumb enchantment, this two man enchantment that gives him one, all vigilance one boy. and plus one plus one. <laughs> oh, the other two mana enchantment, tangible <laughs> virtue. So I'm stupid. sure it was quite tangible as far as you were concerned. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Anyways. So tangible, so virtuous. <laughs> next week, I was like, all right, screw this. This is dumb. I'm going to play the deck that I want to play. I play four color scape shift. Yeah, how'd that go? Uh, it went great. I went uh, I went 2-1, split in the last round, but uh, lost in the friendly match. Uh, but it was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. For never having picked up the deck and like trying to pilot it for the first time, it was uh, a really, really fun experience. And... Uh, a lot of people just like stopped playing their games and like watched us, like watch me like starting try to combo and they're like, and like I got some tips from other people just like no no just, no you're missing you're forgetting land or like like oh no no while no, you were like, playing yeah yeah, yeah oh, exactly. it was a for fun game though you yeah, said yeah, right yeah, yeah. Um, so that was uh, cool I mean play hunting wilds. I didn't play hunting wilds no. what it was uh. like a pretty pretty old school list. Uh, I think the only did you play uh, Sakura Tribe Elder? Yeah, I did. And and Lightning Helix? I didn't play Lightning Helix. No. <laughs> I should have. That would have been cool. Wait, yeah, what? Sometimes it's pretty good, you know. Sometimes you just Wait, like why? backdoor and you know burn them out. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? What happened with Lightning Helix? It's just just reminding me of bad beat stories. That's oh, all. Okay. <laughs> um thanks, Chris. <laughs> uh I got paired up against you know, I don't really remember the games I got paired up against. They're kind of irrelevant. I kind of just did my own thing. I was like, oh look, you have too many creatures. I'm gonna board wipe you and then I'm gonna Hit win. Five mana, skeet, skeet, skeet. Yeah. Next game. Gotcha. Um and then I got to oh that same night I got to play uh Amulet versus uh uh Death Shadow. This guy was like touting about how uh how great he thought Death Shadow was and how he thought it was like the best deck in the in the in the meta. And as much as like I know that's like not the best matchup for Amulet, or at least it is it isn't for me. Like I don't feel very confident going into that matchup. I still wanted to challenge him to see what he was talking about because I I couldn't see it in my head. And I kind of just rolled over him really easily. I feel like you found like an LGS, like pocketed it away inside a time rift. You've got <laughs> Merfolk guy with his sideboard full of affinity hate. Death Shadow guy who thinks it's the best deck in the format. Like what, what fucking year is this? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so that was funny. Um, and then, oh, so then the next week I played, uh, which was last week. Yeah, last week I played uh, Jund. As a, um, as unfortunately, it's it's final send off in my collection. Um, uh, I did all right with it. I I didn't like expect to win anything. I just I kind of wanted to to play it just to to feel the deck, to feel the cool the coolness of the deck because I have it like 
personalized to the way I like it or like the way it looks and stuff. Anyways, uh, I did, I went one, one or like one, two in all my games. Like I won the first game and then I lost the next two games, which was pretty frustrating, but whatever. So it was a send off. Are you trading out of the deck or something? Yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm breaking it up a little bit. Uh, I'm probably going to keep the green cards, but most of the black cards in the <laughs> You're just breaking up with it. Yeah, I'm just breaking up with it. You know, it's I've, I've it's I, not you. It's just not me. It's it's really just John. It's never going to be good in my. It's never no. Let, let me rephrase that. It, it's, <laughs> Several people are typing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's not that it won't be good. Paid for just, by the Splinter Twin Gang. <laughs> it's just that it's, it'll never be like my play style. As much as like I love the the look of the deck and I like. And I think about the effort and the time that I put into collecting all the pieces of the deck. Like it just won't ever be the kind of deck that I want to play. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm at a point where like scape shift and amulet are my two favorite decks right now with affinity following in in third place. Like it's just, I, I'm, I'm, I am currently morphing into a new magic player. You've transcended a, a the mid range <laughs> scrub. And have allowed yourself to be elevated to the ambulance of all. <laughs> um, imagine like Steven sitting on his own brain as a chair <laughs> amulet master race. Uh, somebody somebody said that I was uh, pulling towards big brain decks. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, big brain means big lose until you figure it out. So yeah, good basically. luck with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, uh, that was fun. I got to play with my my lightning bolts that I'm getting rid of. Um, I got to play with some lilies that I'm going to be getting rid of and uh, some bobs. Uh, dude, Bob is so good. I don't realize. I don't. Why don't people more more people play Bob? Uh, because Arcoid Phoenix attacks for three and Bob hurts you. I guess. <laughs> also, it doesn't block the Phoenix that is attacking you for three. Yeah, it's just like every every time I played Bob, I was like, oh yeah draw like land and then removal spell and then land and then removal spell and I'm like this is great why don't people more more people do this it's sweet against the fair decks yeah not much not much else um but yeah that was that was about it that was uh that was my big big magical experience what about what about you john well speaking of playing five color piles uh mm-hmm. <laughs> or is or is uh is uh you're playing four color escape so four I get, color. I get an extra color on you um so this isn't actually my deck but um friend was playtesting the new five colored niv mizzet deck uh niv mizzet reborn he's like you gotta you gotta sit down and play a game of this so i got to sit down and dear god that deck is ridiculous ridiculous takes a big steaming shit on control holy crap like so it's playing the new domri which is like the three mana walker that makes mana and makes your creatures uncounterable mm-hmm. so you can ramp from turn you know three domri into turn four and admit and then just draw like five fucking cards off the top of your deck and have a six six flyer in play is that deck playing uh birds of paradise i don't remember yeah it's playing four birds <laughs> So you could technically go like turn dude Omri, turn three Niv Mizzet. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing that could happen. Hmm. Uh when we were playing the a matchup flipped around when I was playing control and, and uh Kevin was on Niv Mizzet, uh he played Niv Mizzet against me and drew seven. 
Um, (laughs) And so basically the way the games go is that Control just like deals with everything that Emesicta is doing and eventually something sticks and it's either a bring to light or an admit and then the game is immediately over it's immediately you don't know Dumb. it yet but the game is over it'll be over maybe 10 turns from now but but the game was already the decided. game is over it's yeah. like treasure cruise you're like oh treasure cruise oh look more treasure cruises nimizit just gets more nimizits so like ugh. and then like if you don't kill them with like path exile or something you just colgon command back your nimizits oh yeah yeah it's it's, it's it's terrifying it's just oh yeah that deck is scary um it's kind of slow and clunky so it's probably just gets destroyed by aggro but the slower decks just like get outvalued by it so hard and like yeah i mean it like oh. it's a deck that's playing what four niv visits how many copies of bring to light four i think and cards like thought erasure like it's yeah. not <laughs> it's not the quickest thing in the world no not at all it's it's uh it takes a while to get revved up but man once it's going uh it's 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 got a card advantage engine that you can't really compete with so So i I was saying like it fits the bill of all the decks that kevin likes to play big giant fucking beating flyers that when you untap with them you win the game yeah basically i mean you don't need to untap with nivisit though you just have to stick it like you don't you don't even care about whacking them with it like just just resolving it is enough you don't even need to untap (laughs) like whatever which is That's an fine. upgrade i guess yeah i guess <laughs> the mana base is atrocious though oh my god um but yeah so the i played killer of the parents yeah so i played that and then i ran back at fnm my esper midrange deck which i went two and two with because that deck is kind of terrible but it's yeah. sweet uh invitational esper invitational with your four meddling mages and your four bobs <laughs> uh so i gotta work snapcaster into the deck somehow then i can have like all the sweet invitational cards um and then i've been spending a lot of time online messing around with blue white control and blue white midrange um because the new planeswalkers are insane um i've been playing uh like a blue white kitchen sink deck it's got like one of everything and so it was like it started off as just a highlander deck and i was like this is way too inconsistent so we like shifted the mana a little bit we got four path exiles uh, four ops and three snaps now and the rest is just one ofs because <laughs> I, w- I was looking at the blue white decks before like everyone started playing like two of every single oh. planeswalker and they were already like one of this one of this one of this one of these and so i was like fuck it i'll just play all one ofs except for like the cards you really need to have and so you get to just mise people constantly i can't wait to play against chris with it i'm gonna tilt the shit out of you <laughs> john loves building these fucking like modern highlander decks he does yeah, hates on edh constantly <laughs> remember that remember it's that a, mardu pile a, he made it's not a 1v1 format that's the biggest problem 1v1 edh i'm like pretty okay with but multiplayer is just oh god i can't stand multiplayer 1v1 edh is unplayable because primary titan is not legal oh okay i hear it facts these are facts of life fair and balanced <laughs> here to hear folks but in multiplayer he's totally fine mm-hmm 100 <laughs> so anyways um yeah the new planeswalkers are insane uh we'll be getting into that in our next little segment um but uh yeah what a blue white x decks and some some niv mizzet jank but rather than talking about uh, my fnms i think we'll just kind of get into our main topics today um but before we get into the real meat of the podcast there is uh, another little tidbit of news that uh got released ah uh, that- yes so <laughs> so as you may know um monday the 20th 
today, the day we are recording this lovely episode for you, the listener, is a ban-restricted update announcement from none other than your good friend, Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> so, as you may have guessed, there's been no changes to Modern, um, which is to be expected because with Modern Horizons on the horizon, they probably wouldn't want to change anything until seeing what the effects of that set are. <clears throat> But however, in our second segment of the BR announcement, uh, titled Banning All the Decks That Chris Plays, <laughs> there have been uh, quite a big change in Popper with the banning of Gush, Cataxian Probe, and Days. So basically, every card that isn't a cantrip or Tireless Tribe in Inside Out is now banned. A-OK with me, Prince. The deck wasn't even like anywhere top near the top of the format either. Oh man. <laughs> Just shit on it more, John. <laughs> <laughs> Talus Tribe has died for Delver of Secret Sins. Yep. Oh. Uh, doesn't it always work that way? Ah, yes. I mean Salt some more, Chris. Like, like Okay, okay, okay. So <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. First, first, I just started, get, I just got into Modern, right? Modern just became a format. It's like, man, this is pretty sweet. I have, I have like, a, I have an income now. I'm going to buy some fetches. I have, I have Splitter Twin. This deck's pretty sweet. And then I see on stream this 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 gemstone mine, Amulet the Vigor deck. Wow, that deck looks really cool. I'm going to build that deck. It's pretty cheap. Start playing that deck. This is really fun. Start playing it more. This, this deck's actually pretty fucking good. And then... <laughs> Out of nowhere, Watsy with the bands, both it gone. Really was out of Same nowhere. day, go fuck yourself. It was it was legitimately out of nowhere. Like, and my collection was was not that big, so my collection basically consisted of Splinter Twin, Amulet Titan, <laughs> and some like chaff from like before, you know when I was playing more casually in my casual kitchen table decks, like. Uh, Necropotence. <laughs> yes. God. Modern playable. 100%. So that fucking sucked. And then at one point I was like, oh, I'm going to build a, uh, I want to build a, a legacy deck where I have no proxies. Just in case I want to play a real sanctioned legacy event, I can. So I went and I got my LEDs and I put together good old fashioned Belcher because, you know, sometimes you just got to belch them. And what does Watsi do? They go ahead and they ban Gataxian Probe. You also played elves. Oh, also, <laughs> I was like, you know what? Belcher's fun and all, but what if I want to play actual games of Legacy? So I built elves because that's like the closest deck to Amulet in Legacy. You know, it's a very convoluted strategy that has a backup plan that can grind a little bit, and they go and fucking ban Deathrite Shaman. <laughs> Same day again. So goodbye, Legacy decks. And now, Popper? Popper? I can't even play Popper? Nope. You get no fun. I already can't play Primal Titan in EDH. Why can't I have nice things? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd put together Blue Black Delver, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to buy the foils until the B&R update, because I bet, I bet they're going to ban foil. So I won't buy foil. Psych! That's the wrong card! <laughs> C- 
cards. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. Uh, I will say that I feel like Days was a good uh, a good defense mechanism against some of the dumber things you can do in Popper. Like, like I'm going to hold this Days up and you have to respect the fact that I have an island. Go ahead. But now it's just like, all right, I'm gonna, you can't like cantrip on turn one and just have to hold up a mana for force spike. I don't think that's what people are going to do. No, no, but, <laughs> but that's the only alternative that you I can You just three see. for one yourself a foil. It's fine. There you go. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> I like, I haven't even played Popper in a, quite a long time and I'm still upset. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> so this means... This can only mean a few things. Either Watsy just hates everything that I, I stand for. Or I'm a complete degenerate. <laughs> and obviously I just play broken cards. Yeah, you're pretty sweaty, Chris. degenerate friend. Yeah, so, um... God. What's <laughs> next? What's next? Oh, uh, man. They gotta ban... Snow Covered Island. <laughs> After yeah. they reprint it. Azusa Lost with Seeking. Oh, yeah, yep. there you go. Teloria West. Yep. What's next, Watsi? All of those. <laughs> Primeval Titan. Too good. Too good. Too strong. Uh, <laughs> I guess, I'm, I'm I guess just... though, um, the fact that Amulet still exists now, it's like the fucking um, Thanos meme, like, you should have gone for the Titan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, I, I'm actually still surprised to see that uh, you can still buy Gitaxian probes for a dollar. I mean, yeah. I just I just assumed they were going to go like, what format are they played in now? You can play one in Vintage. And one in EDH. I'm just... That is all. I'm a just shocked that there's still a dollar. A commander's playset. You can put one in your cube. I guess. <laughs> Stuff not very good in cube. <laughs> pretty bad it's okay in storm i guess yeah it's like the vintage cube but like normal cubes mm. <laughs> a popper <shaky>. cube <laughs> there you go is this filler uh so i guess <laughs> moving away from degenerate things being banned into degener degenerate things being uh currently allowed. done <laughs> allowed um modern has been being reshapen, reformed by these uh, very powerful War of the Spark cards in the last couple weeks. We talked about it a little bit on our last episode, but we've had some time for things to shake out even more now. Uh, and man, I think there's some some real standouts at the top of the pack. I think the one that really springs to mind is uh, is the new Karn. Oh boy. Uh, Karn the Great Creator is uh, creating quite a stir. <laughs> Um, oddly enough, often found in uh, ancient stirring decks. Wow, surprise. Weird. And by stirring decks, I mean <clears throat> Tron. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Thanks, Watsy. Just what we needed. More Tron. Thanks. Yeah, but like, is this card really that good in Tron? Yes. Well, I mean... okay. So, the obvious combo that we're all talking about here is Karn the Great Creator with Mycosynth Lattice. 
right? Turn Mugs and Lettuce turns all the cards into artifacts. All the things that are in play are into artifacts, and all the things that are not in play are now colorless. So because he's a one-sided null rod, your opponent just their their permanents just don't do the thing anymore. Mm. So creatures can still attack and block, and triggers will still happen, and that's about it. All their lands cannot tap for mana because those are activated abilities and they are now artifacts. And it's one-sided. So while all of your cards are also artifacts, they're not disabled. So it's like a combo. It's like a combo. What Neutron can do is, oh, turn three, I have Tron because they always have Tron in turn three. And go ahead and wish up a liquid metal coating. So then they, they can, for one turn, stone rain you, so you can't actually remove their Karn, and they untap wish again, because you get to wish twice with Mr. Karn and keep him around, and then play your Lattice, and your opponent is very sad. Hmm. Yeah. Alright. Feels bad. Also, bad. It, it works very well with uh, the backup plan of when you don't have Tron, and you just play lands, and you know, just cast stuff the normal way. Four mana into six mana is not that hard. Tron is very good at hitting its land drops, even if they're not necessarily the lands it would like to have. And uh, it just gives the deck another uh, Angle. plan A that is also a plan B. Mm-hmm. And when your plan A's are the same as your plan B, that is pretty <clears throat> scary. Yeah. It also gives you the ability to have these kind of um, more narrow, hateful artifacts in your sideboard that you can just whip out of nowhere. <laughs> so say you're playing a stretch. Oh, look. How convenient I've suddenly found myself with access to a Tormod script. Yeah. Or a Relic of Progenitus, or a Gepter's Cage, or whatever artifact you wish to hate on your opponent with. Topor Orb, Witchfane Orb, Pithing Needle, bridge. Ensnaring Bridge, whatever. Yeah. It's gross. It's really fucking gross. Tron! <laughs> it's gonna be a Singleton Tron deck. <laughs> oh man, I better pick it up. <laughs> so Karn's also getting dabbled around in Amulet because Amulet is the other deck that can go turn can go 4 mana into 6 mana yeah so they can go Karn into next turn Lattice you which I've done to people online you're part of the problem Chris <laughs> you and are gross. the problem it's really gross you are Not the problem gonna lie. However, so I, yeah, Karn's pretty gross. But I would say that Karn is only really gross in these kind of bigger mana decks. Mm-hmm. Anywhere else, they're just kind of like. Yeah, otherwise he's a little bit slow. Mm-hmm. He's been really good in the, like, Scred Red decks, I've noticed. It's just, like, another, like, Haymaker they can play. That deck I can kind of suffer from, like, not having the flexibility that it needs after it kind of locks you out. Sometimes, like they they have like two modes that are like lock you out and then try to like push a bunch of damage to kill you, and there wasn't really anything in between. And Karn actually gives them something that can like work towards the kill you plan, but also deal with any kind of pushback you have for their you know their prison plan. So it's been a, a nice pickup for that deck. Yeah, and so like Karn will, will close out the game a lot faster than Chandra Georgia Defiance would. Yeah, like she just there and pluses like four or five turns before she can alter whatever. Whereas Karn just minuses, gets a lattice, and probably within the next two turns they just can't cast spells anymore. Literally cannot cast spells. Yeah. 
another deck I've seen Karn uh, do well in is there was a uh, a 5k uh, over the weekend, and uh, it was won by a really interesting looking Eldrazi Tron list. It's like a really clean looking list. Um, it's just kind of like they've cut the Basilisk Caller from the main deck because they've got four Karns, and they just have like really nice clean numbers of everything i don't know um with like basically a wish board they have one of everything except for two surgicals um although they do have a sky sovereign console flagship in the sideboard which is probably incorrect <laughs> yeah it looks a little bit suspect slightly cute uh no worm coil to be found anywhere in the 75 so you know maybe maybe get a wormy boy in that slot i don't know even an ozone seems not bad but yeah they don't have really any like ways to kill people in the in the wish board i guess they just assume they have enough creatures floating around on the main deck to take care of that i guess that's assuming that you don't consider michael synthetis as a way to kill them yeah that's fair once you have lettuce in play it's kind of elementary so uh karn has been showing up in, in quite a few places and uh together with michael synthetis it is quite formidable watsi uh did note that they have their eye on it at the uh, banner restricted update today. They they did say that it was one of the things that they're kind of keeping keeping an eye on. So, which is why I'm quite hesitant to try and acquire one of Michael Synthlatus in the event that it becomes yet another card that gets banned <laughs> that I will have played. Sixty four dollar paperweight, <laughs> a very it's, light paperweight. That's that's like a recent number, right? That it hasn't always been that high. No. It was, Correct. It okay. was very, very low before. Yeah, it was uh, kicking around at about ten bucks. What do we? How, what do we feel about it in Affinity? I don't know. The you serious questions. Affinity guy. I don't know. Just I mean, it doesn't seem that great because uh, it costs six mana. It doesn't seem that great because no, just Karn, not my, the, not the combo, but like. Uh, <laughs> But Karn doesn't seem that great because uh, the like affinity sideboard is usually like five color, right? Because you're like trying to be so like around. You're like, oh, I want to be, I want to do everything in the sideboard. Uh, but what if you cut all the color out and you just made it? it can can affinity do that at this point? I don't um, think so. I think other. I Karn would go ahead better. and say that this Karn is unplayable in affinity. <laughs> Interesting. I think the last four mana Karn is much better in, in Affinity. Yeah. But also yeah. overshadowed by um, other recent additions at four mana. Yeah. But the other thing is, like, this Karn shits on Affinity. Yeah, it does. Yeah, 100%. I mean, sure, they can attack it, but I mean, I don't know. But then. Last they... I heard, Nolrod's pretty good against the Artifact. Yeah. Deck. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Aside from Karn making waves, we also have a uh, a rash of uh, three mana Planeswalkers being dropped on the format. We've got uh, Teferi Time Raveler. We have the new Narset Parter of Veils. And then we also have Ashiok, I think it's Dream Render, uh, floating around in a lot of Azorius sideboards as a two of. Um, these cards have been showing up everywhere. I've seen lists with as many as four Narset's main deck. Uh, the SEG Classic winning list from this weekend had four 
Poor fucking Narset's main deck. I just I can't believe they're playing four. Most lists are playing two. Uh this uh this player just decided, you know what? I want to play four of them. So all four. All four. I don't know, this that just kinda of blows my mind. Uh in a in a deck that uh you know um needs to interact uh early and often. Yeah. Playing a three mana double anticipate that keeps opponents from drawing an extra card. Um I don't know if the meta was just super Phoenix and blue white heavy or or what, but man, that's just crazy to me that uh the Narset is having that much of an effect. Yeah. Um so you know how we I think at one point we talked about what if they printed Leovold and Modern Horizons. Mm-hmm. Well, this is this has one of Leovold's lines of text, and a lot of people are trying to combo this card with stuff like Days Undoing. Yeah, mm. <laughs> which is pretty sweet. <laughs> the, Con- the Conley Woods deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah that deck is uh, is. Uh gonna be interesting to keep an eye on moving forward with some some new printings coming out <laughs> and if you have a deferred time reveler and a narset you can like in their upkeep days undoing them <laughs> cool. so not only do you leave them with one card to your seven you've also ended their turn <laughs> <laughs> holy shit uh, interesting man. you can't do anything this turn i don't want you to do anything <clears throat> this turn you're done yeah you're done by the way i drew seven cards well, you don't even leave them with one card because if you do it after in their after they after they've drawn in their draw step. Oh, you're right. Yeah, they get zero. Huh. <laughs> no cards here. Oh my god. Yeah. So, uh, so the other card that's making a lot of waves is uh, Teferi Time Raveler, and man, I have gotten some experience with this card. I played against several blue white control decks last night when I was on blue white mid range. And Teferi Time Reveler is disgusting. Um, as soon as the card comes down, the game is basically over. Really? It's not that yes. bad. Really? It is. In your deck full of like mono instants and counter spells, yeah. yeah. It's pretty bad. Mm. Basically. And like if you're playing a controlling or mid-range strategy, like you don't even have creatures to try and play tough like attack the stupid Teferi. So it just sits there forever and you just you you just lose. You can't do anything about it. So I was playing huh. blue white mid range, which actually has the creatures to to theoretically pressure planeswalkers, right? Because I was like, wow, you know, you get to play with the new Teferi, and you have all this pressure built into your deck. It should be great against blue white control, right? False. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> At least as far as I can tell from here, um, I thought I would come out ahead, but what basically happens is you never get to tap low for your teferi because they'll just untap and play their teferi (laughs) and then all your all your dumb flash creatures don't do anything and they just sweep them away and they have a teferi and then they just you know smack your teferi with their colonnade or something um and so you end up just staring at each other for a really long time and who does that benefit the control deck <laughs> so basically you just play Drago for a while and then you die to their Teferi. <laughs> I stuck a Snapcaster Mage in one game and it did 10 damage by itself, and then I promptly lost as soon as a Teferi was resolved. Dovin's uh, Veto uh is uh kind of the uh the accomplice in this. 
So what ends up happening is you get into scenarios where you are, you know, trying to get into a counter war and then someone says, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, I have a Dovin's veto on your thing that you were trying to resolve. So let's just reset and I'll go home after you've, you know, emptied out their hand a little bit by forcing them to, you know, fight with you. Um, I know Gabe Nassif has been kind of lamenting on Twitter about how Dovin's veto and Teferi have taken a lot of skill out of the blue-white mirrors. And I do have to say it definitely felt very much like that playing uh, the last couple nights. Uh, it, it just feels like whoever manages to stick something like Teferi um, first is super advantaged and very likely to win. And Dovin, Dovin's veto uh, kind of allows that to happen um, without much chance of uh, answering it. So fun <laughs> really fun yeah i guess like you don't have to worry about when the best time to do anything is because your opponent just can't respond yeah and and so snapcaster mage and dovin's veto are also disgusting um when you're playing against vetoes so like if your opponent like wants to like play a thing and they have dovin's veto as backup and you have snapcaster mage you just get to snap cast your veto and they can't do anything about it because the veto doesn't hit your snap and then your veto is just uncounterable <laughs> so like uh, speaking of um, negate effects not being effective god have I got a um, counter story for you guys so I was testing out Karn and Amulet the other night in a friendly league as you do sometimes and I'm playing against a what appears to be a control deck when suddenly they play a forest. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's a little weird. Maybe it's like Bant Reclamation or something. I don't know. It's like, well, I have like a handful of like pretty full of titans. I'll just like jam a titan. So it's like jam a titan, they tap for mana, encounter with a mystic snake. <laughs> wow it's like wow all right i got snaked <laughs> feels bad man uh yes pass back to them they tag with their snake pass back to me i'm like all right well i just i guess i'll just slam another titan here we go and there's like oh restoration angel target my mystic snake <laughs> <laughs> oh shit and then I untap and like, well, my third titans are packed, so I guess I have to pack for it. I packed, and he goes, Dovin's Vito, you're packed. <laughs> Get Rex Grub. So then I like go to sideboard, it's like, do I even board in my negates? Like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Holy shit. Yeah, that negate, not an effective card in that matchup. Wow. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, I, uh, I did not win that match. Need to get you some summary dismissals. <laughs> Man. <laughs> he had like a, a Mystic Snake on turn four every single game. Get wrecked, man. But I won a game two because I had a Pact of Negation for his turn four Mystic Snake. Excellent. Hmm. So, haha. Haha. I, I can counter your snake with that one. And then I'd lost on game three to his turn four Mystic Snake into turn five Resto, my Mystic Snake. Yeah. Oh. Sounds familiar. 
Yeah, I uh, after you. Oh uh, God! Oh God! But speaking of the oh, ass shock, then then so after after he like double counters me, I'm like, okay, well, my only out, my only plan now is to, like transmute Toy West to get a third Titan to try and do something. And he knows I have Toy West in my hand because I picked it up with the bounce land. And he's like, oh, on my turn, untap glittering wish for Ashiok. <laughs> Plays Ashiok. I was like, what the hell? Ooh, Who man. hurt you? <laughs> oh, man. Where did the Titan touch you? <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. Ashiok is that's a multicolored card. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kevin and I were like talking about how we weren't sure about about Ashiok, and then uh, yeah, we played with it a little bit. We were like, "Wow, this card's real good! <laughs> Holy shit, this card! This card's real fucking good." We played against the um, the Grixis tw- like Kiki Jiki deck with like Asphertold and. Mm-hmm. Living End. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. Narset and Ashiok were uh, doing some fucking work in that in that matchup. Like, oh, you wanna you wanna you wanna play your ancestral visions? Sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, it's on suspend. Targeting who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So that was that was good times. That was just the the kitchen sink deck. Just get to mize people all day. Oh, I was saying, like, probably one of the most BM things I could think of you can do with the new cards is Ancestral Vision targeting your opponent when you have a Narset in play. <laughs> I don't need the card advantage. Oof. Oof. That's, uh, that's rude. <laughs> I think it won. Yeah. Just one. Here you go. A pity card. <laughs> Does that help you? No? Mm, sorry. Wow. <laughs> it's like would you like to cast it you can't I have a Teferi <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, I actually have a question for you Chris uh, regarding these uh, the, a new card from War of the Spark um, do, does Amulet does Amulet play any Arboreal Grazer the Reachy boy the Reachy boy one Reachy boy <laughs> Because I was thinking about it, right? The average activation of a Sakura is one before it gets like pushed or bolted or whatever, because literally the only card they have removal for is this card. Uh, So the average activation is one and it's like maybe you get to fire it off. Maybe you don't. Whereas this is like a guaranteed like turn one you get two lands um, or, you know, you get to put a bounce land and you can like turn to Azusa and start, you know, putting the pieces together from there. Is it, would it be right to cut back on one and turn the, and make, and put in like two grazers or even like the other way around? Do you think? I think the short answer is no. Hmm. Unfortunate. Um, in a world where everyone is playing like bolts and gut shots and pushes and that kind of malarkey, I think there's an argument to play a Royal Grazer. So, like when Phoenix first came out and they were main decking four gut shots, that may have been a time, at least locally, where I might have considered that this card would be better. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't think it is. I because the 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 ceiling on the Burrow Grazer is so low. Yeah, and the floor is almost as low. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like if you get to activate your scout one time, it's basically the same card in the majority of situations. Mm-hmm. But this got a so much upside. Yeah, because you get to do tricks. And, I mean, if it lives, you get to do tricks. If it lives, you can attack with it. Like, yeah, I see, the, I see the upside. So the thing is, if you have an amulet and your scout gets to activate once, that scout is actually plus two mana. Yeah. Your Abel Grazer is never going to be plus two mana. Mm. With one amulet. Because okay. you have to pay yeah. a mana to play it. Correct. Right. So at best, it's it's plus one. Plus one mana. With two amulets, I guess it's plus three. Sure. With two amulets, your scout is plus four. Sure. And being a get to six deck, the more is better, obviously. Mm-hmm. What? Higher numbers are better? Gasp. So, I don't know. I... Like, like, is this card, is this card better or worse than Explore? Um, and by how much? I think it's 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 pretty close. I I don't think Explore is as bad as everyone says that it is. No, I don't think so either. I think like drawing a card is like pretty relevant in that game. And, like, I think in, this card is probably. <sighs> or are they tied? It just depends on your play style. It's like if you're already playing four scouts, I would rather play explorers instead of this card. Mm-hmm. If you decided to not play scouts at all, then this card would be better than playing explorers, I think. So for whatever reason you feel Scout is just not worth playing because there's too much removal, this card is better than Explore. If you're going to play more additional effects on top of your Scouts, I think that Explore is better than this card. Cool. Because the problem with your deck is the problem with every ramp deck is you spend all these resources trying to ramp that you don't have that many cards left. So if those cards that are left aren't action, you don't do anything. Yeah. And so... Having any cantripping effect at all is really, really nice to try and find your way into something to do with all this mana you've ramped into. Yeah. Because with your playing game, you have to keep these hands that are like, you know, scout Azusa five lands. Mm-hmm. Like, those are perfectly fine hands. And you just like, well, I'll probably draw something. Eventually. You know, I have, quote unquote, eight titans that cost six mana. Yeah. And I have Tolaria West that I can transmute on maybe like turn three, maybe turn four into make a turn I don't know like there might be a time at which you can transmute to play a dirt titan on turn four or something mm-hmm. and explore kind of helps you find that action yeah but instead if you're like oh boy I have like scout Azusa and a boreal grazer like it just doesn't do any doesn't flow as well like, yeah at all So yeah, no. Yep. Yeah, right. no, I was I was just curious. I was uh, I wanted to pick your brain a little bit about that. <clears throat> anyway, so moving beyond uh, 
War of the Sparks standout arboreal grazer. <laughs> uh, I think we'll definitely keep our eye on the uh, the Planeswalkers and Dovin's Veto. I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of them in the future. Um, hopefully their reign of terror is short-lived <laughs> and the format stabilizes a little bit. I'm wondering if right now just a, you know a lot of people trying stuff out and your sample hype, size hype, is just... Hype, the hype, hype, the hype, hype is hype, skewing the sample hype. size. This happens a lot in modern... So hopefully it dies down a little bit. We'll see what's actually good. What's just getting pushed upwards by just sheer numbers and hype. Um, but speaking of hype, boy, oh boy, do we have some hype from just, just today. There have been some crazy, crazy spoilers for Modern Horizons. I am so excited. I just want to point out. I just want to point out that I feel like my assessment of what Wizard was trying to do back when we talked about it originally was like spot on. They're basically turning modern into like legacy light. Kind of. I mean, they're putting a lot of like legacy s cards. Right. Exactly. Um, it's not. It's not exactly going to be as powerful as legacy, but they want it to be close enough to control it. Well, I mean, now that they've killed Popper, I guess this is the next best thing, right? Yep. There you <laughs> go. Legacy light. There you go. Chris said it. Oof. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Anyways, let's dive into these spoilers. Um, the first one, this card is going to be, I think we're going to be complaining about this one for a while and not because the card is going to take over the format, but because it is going to be impossible to find. That is our buy a box promo available in non-foil only, not printed in the set. That is Flusterstorm. Yeah. Legacy standout Flusterstorm. This card is basically a two of in almost every blue Legacy deck sideboard. This card is sweet. This card is powerful. I am super excited to get it into a modern deck. You know, as soon and I don't possible. even see I don't even see it affecting modern in a huge, big, dangerous way. I think it's just I think it's a great tool to have like for any blue deck to have against like random, you know, storm decks or like even just in the control mirror. Like it's just a good tool to have. I don't think it's Definitely. necessarily gonna be like I don't know. So this card does not counter two very important types of cards this card does not counter planeswalkers and we just talked about how the format is currently being taken over by these powerful planeswalkers and it does not counter artifacts mm -hmm. such as chalice of the void yeah <laughs> and and snaring bridge and all these all these artifact decks um does not counter mycosynth lattice <laughs> um but what it does do is it gives these decks a lot of interesting ways to interact with um the other blue spells generally speaking that people are casting their cantrips um their uh their phoenixes not phoenix themselves but stuff like faithless looting mm -hmm. and uh and serum visions all these setup cards uh it counters stuff like past in flames and then the actual storm cards out of storm um it just kind of seeps into the cracks of the format and um, it does a lot of the stuff that Dispel does, but potentially better than Dispel. Yeah. Uh, it's it's harder to beat back in a counter war, whereas the Dispel could get Dispelled or, you know, whatever. You have response for the Dispel. Now you have Flusterstorm, especially early on in the game when you're trying to pinch an opponent on an important spell, you know, on like turn two or turn three. Mm -hmm. um, Flusterstorm just says no, generally. Like, there's yeah. very rarely um, an opportunity to respond to it. If you know your opponent is, you know, looks like they're having some issues on mana and they're trying to cantrip into um, into some lands and you notice that and you have Flusterstorm, well, they're probably not resolving their cantrip. 
and uh, it only costs you the low, low price of one mana. Yeah. Uh, something that Dispel does not do because most of these cantrips are sorcery speed. So, uh, yeah, Flusterstorm is sweet. The uh, the one potential worry is that, uh, you know, the decks like Ad Nauseum and Storm itself trot out the Flusterstorms to uh, protect their combo. Mm-hmm. From your Flusterstorms. From your Flusterstorms. <laughs> The the downside is that everybody is going to be playing Flusterstorm. Like I'm, I'm like I've. It's already just like a shoe in in my head and like the affinity sideboard. Like as a replacement for the count, the one mana counter spells. Like, fortunately though, with the addition of Dovin's veto to the format, a lot of the control type decks are going to just be, going to be able to say no to something earlier down the food chain. Yeah, they're going to be able to Dovin's veto the past in flames or the ad nauseum or you know what have you. Um, so I think Flusterstorm into Flusterstorm, you know, head up fights are maybe going to be headed off by Dovin's veto just saying no earlier on and, you know, in the, the chain of interaction yeah. uh, on the combo turn. Um, but for decks that don't play blue and white, um, Flusterstorm is going to provide very interesting uh, options doing stuff like, uh, you know, being able to counter a counter spell, but also counter a thought seize. Um, so that's pretty cool. I mean, it also doesn't counter enchantments, which is not relevant most of the time, but sometimes Blood Moon, it yeah, is. Yeah, Blood exactly. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of left out enchantment <clears throat> because there aren't, weren't any that sprung directly to mind, but yeah, Blood Moon is, uh, is a big one. But I mean, to be fair, Dispel doesn't deal with Blood Moon either, so it's, uh, it's a pretty safe swap. I mean, Dispel doesn't counter artifacts either. Yeah. Or Planeswalkers. Exactly. <laughs> so you're, you're getting mostly upside. Um... But man, this card was already a little pricey. Uh, it dipped a little bit with its reprinting, and I want to say it was was it Iconic Masters? Yeah, yeah. it was Iconic. Um, but wow, I just it opened one. Taking off in price again. Uh, everyone and their mom wants at least two of these damn things, and it's the buy a box promo. Yep. Good job, Watsy. Good a fucking plus. job. A plus. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So this is kind of what I was concerned about with this set. Um, and it's this is really showing off the problem I feel, the potential problem, before the set's even released. Uh, very limited availability of these cards that are going to be wildly in demand because of how popular modern is. So, my initial concern was with cards that were uniquely printed into this set. They would be in very high demand and would be incredibly expensive. Um, like some of these cards down the line may may fall into that category. Mm. But with a card like Flusterstorm, we've already seen this kind of issue because it's the buy-a-box promo. So the set isn't even really increasing the supply of the current supply of that card very much at all. But oh, has it increased the demand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one, this one is going to almost certainly receive further printing and supplemental products hopefully very soon. Yeah. <laughs> um. <clears throat> uh the next so. card down the list i think is uh equally um impactful impactful uh which in is demand <laughs> it, it's yeah in demand and also just like in the way people are going to play blue decks i think moving forward is force of negation which is um force of will light yeah this card is really interesting it's a one blue blue instant it says, if it's not your turn, you may exile a blue card from your hand rather than pay this spell's mana cost. Counter target non-creature spell. If that spell is countered this way, exile it instead of putting it in its owner's graveyard. There is a lot 
of interesting intersecting things going on in this card in uh, a relatively small amount of text thankfully they uh, yeah. they got it kind of succinct succinctly uh, packaged up into a neat little ball of text yeah um big takeaways though are this card is now much better used as a uh a i guess you want to say a proactive spell on your opponent's turn rather than a defensive spell on your own turn mm-hmm. but uh being able to cast it for three mana is insane compared to force yeah. of will yeah that um, was that was my shock the five mana casting cost made force of will a complete and utter liability in most fair matchups yeah packed or force sorry uh, force of negation does not have that problem which is yeah that i was, I was super surprised I was, I was especially because the other force in the set force of vigor um which we'll get into later it's converted mana cost is like seven six it's four four it's like that's still like what's the difference but yeah <laughs> i don't know it just feels like yeah my my counting what's the difference uh it's just like for three mana i feel like most control decks just have three mana open at like any given time for like one mana cantrip and two mana counterspell or yeah. it's just so like what this card does in the control mirror it means you get to tap off your teferi and counter their teferi <laughs> Yeah. So then, so then, like you're the person uh, on the other side is just like, okay, I have to have a counter spell and backup counter spell for their counter spell that I know that they have because they tapped out and played it to fairy. Yeah, this card turns the the fair the fair blue matchups into some absolute card advantage slugfests. Yeah, because what's going to happen is people are going to be pitching cards to these forces and they're going to get empty handed. And then it's going to be top deck time, and someone is going to draw a haymaker of a card, and they're going to land it. Choke. And they're going to recruit, uh, recoup all that card advantage that they lost, and the game is going to rapidly spiral out of control for the other player. Um, it, what's really interesting is, you know, a lot of people, their initial reaction online, I saw a lot of people were like, well, is this card really even good oh, in fair stop. matchups? No, in, fa- in fair matchups, because, you know, in Legacy, you side out Force of Will in the fair matchups because it's card disadvantage. But the thing is, is since you get to actually cast this for three, unlike Force of Will, which is a, a tall order most of the time, it isn't card disadvantage. And it's even got the plus side of exiling the card tacked on, which makes it amazing in Snapcaster matchups. Fun fact, modern is not Legacy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> This just in. This just in. Ward 11. <laughs> um god this card is great yeah um i i think the best the best um prediction i saw for this card was um uh one of the admins on like the blue white facebook group uh francisco i forget his last name oh he's yeah, like, I've seen him. he's like he's like the guy for blue white he writes a lot of articles he's a very knowledgeable individual uh he suggested that you know what the blue white decks probably played two of these because they've got Dovin's veto mm-hmm. and the non blue white decks, the, you know, the blue, uh, red, blue, black, whatever decks, uh, they probably play four. Yep. And I, I think four might be a bit high, maybe four in the 75, <clears throat> maybe you, you know, stash them in the 75 in the, yeah. in, the, in the sideboard. I don't know if you really want to start four of these. That's a, that's a lot. I mean, maybe depending on the meta, but yeah, yeah. yeah like, but, uh, but yeah, I think that's a pretty reasonable take. I don't think the blue white decks want to be packing four of these bad boys unless we end up in a mental misstep situation where it's just you have to have the the force to protect yourself 
from the turn after they force you. Yeah. I hope we don't get there. I don't think we will, but it's a possibility. Maybe it just comes down to, you know, counter punching to resolve planeswalkers and you're just kind of locked into playing force. Yeah. I mean, like, how gross would it be? It's like, oh, I play my Teferi and then pass, and you try to play your Teferi to capitalize on me tapping out and I force you and I win the game because I forced your Teferi. But conversely, what if I go for my Teferi, you force my Teferi, and I can't force your force because it's my turn, and then you could untap and play your Teferi. And I get to force that? Yeah. Yeah. But then if I don't have my force and you had your force, then you have a different and I lose the game? Yep. So there's going to be some bluffing involved, which is really interesting. Um, I love it. Bluffing is good. This is definitely something that uh, will be, uh, you know, has been missed from modern. That's uh, been a big staple of the legacy format what with Brainstorm and forces and, and days. So I'm definitely glad to see some of that coming into modern. I think games that are played more in the hand than on the, the board necessarily are are very interesting and add another great layer of gameplay and, and you know skill testing um interactions so i'm happy about that i don't think this card's too busted i think they did a really good job kind of like uh uh ha- hampering it in the right ways um and so yeah yeah i i agree like it, and especially to the to the memes and memes that i've been seeing of like people complaining about this being just like destructive to the format because of like like see what does the legacy it's like we don't have brainstorm like yeah well like the will is a good card for for legacy i think it keeps a lot of the really gross stuff in check and, yeah. and hopefully this will too as we've definitely noticed i think in the last couple of years a trend of, of modern becoming more linear and um and and faster mm-hmm. um a lot of those decks are you know creature based but a lot of the enablers are usually not creatures like dredge has to you know have its non-creature it's street corn it's cathartic reunion it's whatever um and the hollow one decks you know had to have a cathartic reunion or you know phoenix needs a a faithless looting and whatnot um although thing of the ice kind of sidesteps that rather neatly um but i think this is good the one the one possible pain point where this could get out of hand is against the combo decks that get to do things at instant speed on your opponent's end step suddenly uh through the breaching uh a big fat boy on your opponent's instep and having a force of negation uh available to um fight it through is quite gross yeah but see here's the thing if you're playing force of negation against those decks you can still just pay three mana and cast it yep. yeah yeah also so- flusterstorm being in the format is also uh <clears throat> just a built-in safety valve against those kinds of decks i guess um so you know flusterstorm only gets instants and sorceries the only way you're taking advantage of force of negation on your opponent's turn to do something degenerate is at instant speed so now flusterstorm is you know able to deal with that so i think i think they kind of got all the all the right angles with these two cards i think they Mm -hmm. kind of uh overlap in the right ways without um you know oppressing the format in the wrong ways so I think this is good it's really interesting um so we've got one more uh really interesting card coming up next but i just wanted to uh, add a quick anecdote from an article i read of uh, that morrow posted and he was talking about how they got to designing modern horizons and how it kind of originated and one of the core members of the design team uh that they brought on board specifically for play testing and knowledge of the modern format was uh michael majors and michael majors is an insanely good player he's a very good deck builder i have a lot of respect for the guy and they basically used him as the filter for this and when they designed a card they'd like bring it to him and be like how about this and he'd be like no 
<laughs> or <laughs> no. yes, but with this change. And so, um, you know, there was some um, there was some sass being thrown around on Twitter by some of the pro players, like, "Oh, how much testing do you think they did with this card?" And people are like, Haha, "Probably none." But it sounds like um, they actually did have Michael Majors like vetting some of this stuff, and so that makes me feel a lot better knowing that like a recent, you know, very high caliber modern focused player was like you know kind of like thinking about this and and kind of you know um filtering out some of the more degenerate shit i'm sure they did some you know some play testing with the uh, more questionable cards like force of negation so i'm pretty optimistic by about how this is going to play out so i'm uh, i'm pretty pretty excited about these two new cards um and it's interesting because the timelines in which they were looking at um you know developing this format and the timelines of standard, you know, these teams don't necessarily talk and work together that closely. And I think a perfect example is earlier today we saw that they were printing uh, Diabolic Edict in this in this set mm-hmm. when they just oh, yeah. printed the new. Why why would they do that? Well, it's because the teams probably didn't talk to each other about what they were doing, and yeah. they both were like, you know what, we could really use in in you know standard and modern a two mana edict, and so they like did the same thing in parallel. Yep. and what potentially worries me is something that might be a problem is i think both these teams saw that an issue with modern is that blue decks were kind of underpowered <laughs> and they both were like you know what we should do we should, we should give print good blue we should cards. Print really good blue cards to to buff up blue and suddenly we're just getting fucking hammered with all these yeah. really sweet blue cards and it's- so uh, people were saying for a long time that blue is like bad in modern control you can't really play control in modern it's just not that good well here you go yeah an embarrassment <laughs> of riches and and just the last you know last month with war of the spark into modern horizon spoilers now i think the time of blue has definitely come it is a good time to be alive if you were a blue mage but um i'm hoping this doesn't collectively you know i don't think these new you know blue cards that we've seen so far in modern horizons are necessarily going to break the format in half i don't think necessarily the planeswalkers are going to although those i think are a little bit more suspect but together that's a lot of really new powerful tools yeah but like uh, let me i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm uh thinking a little too little of my uh, fellow magic players but i feel like the people who play blue are already playing blue and the people who I don't want to say can't play blue, but maybe you don't have like the patience, or maybe you don't have like the tolerance or the. I think it's a preference. Yeah, I think it's a preference thing. I, I don't think it's fair to call it a tolerance. I think I think it's a preference. People, just some people don't like that style of gameplay. Yeah, I, I feel like the people who aren't playing blue are already not playing blue, and they're not going to hop into blue because of the blue cards. Well, I don't think that's the issue so much as is how the meta is going to shake out from a competitive perspective at the top, right? Like you know. Uh, Timmy, who likes playing with his green creatures, is probably not going to just start playing a blue deck in modern. He's going to keep playing, you know, green white hate bears because he loves green white hate bears. That's yeah. fine. But the real issue is if at GPs and SCG events and such, you're looking at top eight that's all blue <clears throat> decks or blue yeah. white decks, right? Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. That's that's bad. You don't want the the format to become extremely homogenized. Um, and that's like the worry is as these cards, you know, if they start to outstrip the power level, of what else is going on in the format, the format becomes very boring and stale because it just coalesces, right? Everyone, everyone moves towards the best deck. Yeah. Um, and if the best deck is significantly better than the other decks, you end up with people playing the best deck and people playing decks that shit on the best deck, or at least try to, yeah. and you get a really inbred meta really quick. Um, so I hope that doesn't happen. I, we, we've got a lot of cards left to, we got a lot of cards left to see out of modern horizons and you know what like modern has a lot of built-in safety valves already um 
like obviously these all these blue decks playing force of negation and jace the mind sculptor and all this crap are going to be looking really fucking dumb when their opponent sits down and plays a goblin guide on one so uh hopefully that's gonna keep things nice and and uh safe nice and safe but speaking of of safe exciting magic cards we got another blue card coming up here i am so excited about this card does uh, one of you guys want to want to share it with the listeners yeah so this is a card that i know john loves quite, quite, quite a bit and i think it's a card that a lot of people felt was um not that busted for modern for a while now actually yeah and that's our good friend factor fiction Good old Foff. Oh man, EOC Foff, you lose. <laughs> Get out of here! It's not that good. Oh man, it used to be. That's how that was, that was the meme like back in the day. Yeah, I've been playing this card a lot in pre-modern lately. Oh man, it feels good to resolve a factor fiction. And let me tell you, we are about to enter a new era of people being really fucking bad at making Foff piles. Yep, Ugh. I'd say a significant portion of the modern player base has no fucking clue how to even begin making a Foff pile. Correct. <laughs> you are 100% correct. I would do some reading, dear listener. There are some extremely good articles out there. They are old, but they are still very relevant. You should read about the methodology of playing with and against Foff uh, because it will make you lose a lot less games once this card hits the format if it sees play in any reasonable amounts. Listen, it's not, it's not as complicated as you're making it. It is complicated. Don't get me wrong. It's it's super interesting to to figure out what cards to put in their hand. But it's it is not as simple as like making a pile of three and a, and a pile of two. No, no, no. is the thing. There's you, a lot of mind games. Think, you just you really like to the core, down to the core of of a factor fiction comes the question: What wins this person the game, and how do I prevent that from happening? Yeah. But the best part is when the answer is <laughs> you can't. <laughs> when when all five cards are literally like, oh, I lose whichever path I choose. Got it. Great. So where this card gets super interesting is when you have the opportunity to give your opponent a card that is actually really good against you, but you put it in the bigger pile with the other cards and you put the two better looking cards in the small pile. So you're like trying to convince them that they should take the you know the smaller pile of cards because those are the better cards when in reality you've actually stashed the one you really care about in the bigger pile. But then you also have the, the mind game fact of the thing is is that Foff, while you are incentivized to take the better pile because you want those really sweet good cards, it turns out that games are frequently won by having more cards than your opponent. So taking the, the bigger pile is very frequently correct because you're just going to have more material to win the game than your opponent. And so there's so many levels on this, on making and choosing the piles. It is so exciting to me. I can't wait to play with and against this card. I've 100% put one to four before. Yeah. That's because I was like, probably well, I, wrong. <laughs> I, no, because you look at a card and just like, wow, this is an insane card. I'm going to lose this card for sure if he puts this in his hand. All right. This is just, it's one card. Yeah. But if they take the four of pile, they just. But you, have for one chance, but you have a chance to win, and that's the important part. I'm pretty sure in that scenario, you're just dead. Yeah, basically. Yeah. You're already dead. I mean, I crawled out of that game, but yeah, you're dead. Yeah. And so five, five is just super interesting. It is a four mana card, though. Um, so I'm thinking maybe one, maybe two in ambitious decks uh, for this bad boy. 
wait, 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 Steve, Steve. You, you said you crawled out of that game, right? Mm-hmm. Did they take the pile of one or four? They took the pile of four. Interesting. Because, because yeah, at the, at the core, so it was a legacy game. At the the core, plot thickens. <laughs> the, core of, the core of the game, like, you're, the more cards you have, the, the better chances Wait, you're going to win. They played Foth in Legacy? No wonder you won. It was, <laughs> uh, it was, like, it was like card advantage, land, creature, card advantage. And I was just like, well, like, I'm already giving them, like, they're going to win if they just take this card. So it's like. So then what was the one? Probably the creature. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I was playing Death and Taxes, and I knew that maybe it was they... the land. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you went like four and one, and they were playing Reanimator and forgot that the four would have gone in the graveyard, and they put all the Reanimator targets in their hand, and went, oh, sh- wait a minute. No, 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 no. <laughs> no that's the other they thing. Mis- they misclicked in paper. <laughs> that's, that's the other insane thing about this card. It puts the, the leftover cards in the graveyard. That is insane in a format with you know delve and snapcaster mage like like so so right now you have storm players and they're playing pour over the pieces or whatever that fucking trash is yeah uh, yeah pieces of, the puzzle. pieces of the puzzle yes pieces of the puzzle that that card factor fiction mm. <laughs> you can make that. play some play some additional <laughs> copies of uh, gifts ungiven like why why do two and two when you can get three and two <laughs> yeah so i don't know um Foth is sweet that's the ritual, moral man. of the story i'm excited i'm excited to have this card in the format also the control decks have been cutting on uh, on cryptic lately they've been kind of lowering the curve you know and uh um, they, they have to i was like man <laughs> take those cryptic commands out you got more room for four drops oh, get the hell out of here <laughs> play some factor fictions so, let's let's move on yeah card sweet um next one is uh also a juicy these cards man these just like back-to-back hits man yeah they're pretty good so okay this card that's actually something that we kind of asked for this was or this was called. The, this was the wish list card. This yeah. was the dear Santa for Christmas. I want X. I've been and a by, really good boy. Please and give by me I, this. I mean Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked about. Oh man, what would what would be a really good card for them to print in Modern Horizons first? The Swan deck, because the Swan deck has really, 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 really bad mana. Yeah, deck has it's shit mana. So bad. So we were like. The best thing in the world they could do is print snow-covered scalding tarns. <laughs> but the problem with that is that every other deck in the format would also have access to eight scalding tarns. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. which would be broken. Mm-hmm. And so the next thing we hit on was, well, what about a Evolving Wilds doesn't put your land into play tapped? And you were oh, like, no way. Like, yeah. No, no, like no. Maybe, maybe if you just, if you pay a life for it too, maybe that, that'll be fine, right? Yeah. Well, so the card is called uh, Prismatic View. <laughs> Vista, it's, right? I think it's, it's Prismatic Vista. Prismatic Vista. Prismat- is there is there an it's, official? It's, tra- it's translated, so we okay. don't know for sure. Yet. It yeah. So the translation I'm looking at is Prismatic View, um, or Vista, whatever it's going to be called. Uh, it's a land. You. It's a it's a fetch land for a basic. So pay one life, sacrifice it, go search your library for a basic land, put it onto the battlefield, and then shuffle your library. Untapped. 
gets right, waste. Very, very much untapped. Yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, finally, Wastes has a fetch land. Yes, yeah, so this is pretty cool. It's a uh, it's a pretty sweet card for especially for the for the two color decks. Yeah, two color decks are, are loving this. Yeah, this is this is excellent. Everyone and their mother is going to want at least two of this damn card. I am worried about how expensive it's going to be. As a rare slot, yeah, it's uh, it's probably going to be pretty up there. It's probably just going to go up to the to the price of the lowest fetch. Yeah. I am doing me a big worry. Let me sell it. <clears throat> What's the next one? What? We're already moving on? But this card is so good. It, it is a land. It is an fetches, amazing land. Fetches for a basic. Okay, so, 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 uh, Yuta Takahashi, our good friend and uh, blue black fairies aficionado, pointed out so good in Legacy Miracles. Right now you have hand with Arid Mesa, planes some cards and you're like oh i guess i'll go get my tundra get wastelanded lose the game gg scrub easy now <laughs> no longer a problem play prismatic vista ah go get island don't get wastelanded win See, the game maybe this card will make arid mesa cheaper because what the fuck would you, you play have arid? no reason to ever play arid mesa again <laughs> yeah yeah basically all oh, bird man. players are staring at you. Yeah, so this card seems insane in Miracles, right? Because it's a deck that always wants to be fetching basics and wants to be shuffling their deck because of stuff like Brainstorm and Jace the Mind Sculptor brainstorming. Yeah. So you get more ways to fetch without being awkwardly forced to get your wasteable lands. Yeah. I think any any two-color deck that wants fetch lands is doing the big tiers of joy right now because... Yeah. This card is like everything they ever wanted. Fixes all those awkward scenarios where you had shit mana. Like, like I feel like Jun gets worse. Like, why play an extra color now? Yeah, the you, three color decks definitely suffer, right? You just, you just need two colors now. You can just I'm, play a by, rock. By suffer, I mean don't get to play it which yeah, is what i suffering whatever yeah. but yeah the two color the two color uh variations are derivatives of these three color decks like you know jun's green black and you know uh grixis's blue black mm -hmm. um now have much better mana bases <gasps> yo simic yeah simic, is, simic looks spicy now yeah if only it had playables we'll yep. get to that later <laughs> um, uh next one on the list is uh an oldie but a goodie uh prohibit for those of you not familiar with this card, it is a two mana instant with kicker two. It says counter target spell if it's converted mana cost is two or less. If the spell was kicked, counter that spell if it's converted mana cost was four or less instead. I think this is fair and balanced. Yeah. But also falls into the realm of like, hi, blue. We see yeah, you're so, getting big. <laughs> I, I, so I, I think, unfortunately, this card is not as good as mana leak. No. Um, this card cannot counter three drops on the play. Or on the draw, <laughs> and it's big, the big cry. And this card coexisted with Manalik in the past, and generally speaking, Manalik was the preferred take. So we've already, we've kind of already, uh, we've already lived this life before, and Manalik was found to be the superior card. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we'll be seeing big numbers of prohibit by any means. Um, maybe some fringe play here and there like my kitchen sink deck but um <laughs> i don't think very many people will be choosing to equip themselves with prohibit over mana leak yeah so one thing i, I want to point out is it's um it's a kicker card so i'm not sure if 
Wizards plans <clears throat> to bring back a large number of cards with these mechanics, or just these cards happen to have these mechanics? Yeah. So we do see like some new cards. There's like one new card with Hellbent. And all I have to say is, thank God Wizards are using the stupid keyword you made for your stupid abilities. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so tilted that they have cards with abilities in other sets that weren't the set that was originated that just don't use the keyword. Like, you have a creature that says, oh, when three creatures attack, like, just just give it a battalion. Just give it battalion. <laughs> yeah. They and they just, they just won't do have it. have to because... reduce mechanical complexity in standard legal sets because players are dumb and become easily confused. And that's why we only have nine deck slots. I mean, wait, that's the wrong game. Never mind. <laughs> God, just, just, just name it what it is. So, just name it what it is. So I think, I th- so, I think we are going to see a lot of buyback or uh, cy- buyback cycling cards. Uh, well, buyback's here too. Yeah. I think, I think <laughs> just because I think buyback is a very, uh, a very easy way to make a broken card fair. Like, if you have a card with a lot of text, if you just cut it in half and say, the second half of this card costs more than the first half, I think it's a very easy way to say, okay, this card is fair and balanced. Oh, you mean kicker? Did I say buyback? Did I say buyback and cycling? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I meant to say kicker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. cycling's here too. Yeah, yeah. Cy- all the, all the, the all gang's all here. <laughs> the gang's all here. Yeah, I meant buyback, to say buyback we also got in kicker, We got buyback. We got cycling. <laughs> I we got some entwine. <laughs> we got flashback. I meant to say kicker. Invoke, replicate. We got everything. Storm, what else you need? <laughs> Vanishing, we got you. <laughs> kicker is a, is a great way to keep uh, a, a very powerful card in check. Yeah. No, yeah. No, it's uh it lets you uh kicker kicker is one of the core mechanics where when you look at magic and you're like this card does a thing but then it also does another thing when you pay this other additional cost that's kicker yep everything is kicker yeah it's all fucking kicker but they don't say it yeah like converge that's kicker Kicker. it's just really fucking weird kicker (laughs) oh and so flashback you know how also kicker <laughs> but just weird weird well, kicker a flashback's a little bit different it's just late kicker <laughs> it's just it's, delayed it's, kicker. it's slow poke kicker <laughs> okay no, no no it's it's not really kicker because it's just doing the same thing again kicker is usually doing something additional it's multi-kicker right? <laughs> true am i wrong yes <laughs> It's delayed multi-kicker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, okay, what's the difference between multi-kicker and replicate? Flavor. <laughs> if anything, isn't flashback just delayed replicate? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but with a limit. Yeah, it's all the same shit. So, I mean, there's... there's so, and, and John, you're talking about like how, how options are always good, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, choose one or both? It, that's just free entwine. Yeah. <laughs> It's just free real estate. Yeah, it's great. Before we, uh, I guess, delve way too deeply into the the memeing of of magic card design, we should move on to our our next card, which um, this card does not have kicker. Except it kind of does. It kind of does. ETV kicker? No, it's not. No, no, it's, no. It's ETVs and kicker. Um, if you called a kicker, I'd be pretty triggered. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is, I think this it's falls solidly into the... Uh, <laughs> Whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> Joke assassin strikes again. Um, 
this is uh this is the other type of mechanic that isn't kicker etv um goblin matron man uh any of you here goblins uh, aficionados <laughs> torpor orb wants to know your location yeah <laughs> Uh, enters the battlefield you may search your library for a goblin card reveal that card and put it into your hand then shuffle your library also reads go fetch your best goblin and put it in your hand by the way this card has some truly egregious art before this printing that's the real win here is that we don't have to look at the the <laughs> goblin in a polka dot dress with a wig anymore because look, it's like goblin mom that art was very triggering. I don't that think was, I've ever seen it. You've never seen it? No. You should look it up right. because the listeners would love to hear your reaction, I'm sure. It's terrible. <laughs> this card is the art on this card can only be described as aggressively bad. She also has like a gut. Uh there's two different versions, and I haven't looked at the images yet. Is it Urza's Saga or Seventh Edition? They're both bad. We'll start with the seventh edition. There's also, I guess, a, a portal. There's, there's, there's <laughs> actually a variety of arts, and they're all quite terrible. This is really kind of gross. She wearing like a fake leopard. Ew. <laughs> yeah, the seventh edition one is quite the thing, bad. The thing you're missing out on here is that you're you're pretending like goblins are supposed to be attractive creatures. Well, no, but I'm also like. Like, this is just gross. It's, it's, it's very <laughs> deep in the uncanny valley. <laughs> uh, but, I, but, I mean, they are goblins. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. You're not wrong. They're not supposed to be pretty, like, I don't know, elves the, or something. The 7th edition goblin matron art is much closer to the despicable me end of the goblin yeah, art spectrum yeah. than I would care for it to be. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's, like, very... Uh... <laughs> I just can't put a word on it. The Anyways, other the other one's not that bad. This card is good. <laughs> Goblin goblins players are very excited. I'm sure. Uh, you don't like the Urza Saga? It's like holding a goblin baby. Yeah, that one's yeah, funny. That one's, one's, one's kind of funny. That one's better. the The seventh edition one was the one that really left to my mind because that art is is just terrible. <laughs> and I, I've never seen anyone play the other arts, probably because that art is just so ridiculous. They're like, yes, <laughs> this is the one I want. This is the one my opponent also, must stare at. <laughs> white border. Fuck you. <laughs> All the tilts. All the better to fetch out with my goblin ringleaders. Um. <laughs> anyway, this makes goblins uh, better. Yeah. Like, goblins good. Like pretty, pretty, pretty more, more of a consistent deck. Yeah. Goblins players happy. Another tool in the toolbox. Probably still not great, but you know, maybe we'll get a few more tools before the set's over. Yeah. Goblin player happy. John happy. Everyone happy. Everyone happy. <laughs> the next card. Chris happy. Speaking of everyone happy, uh, the next card is something that is is as a card that I like. Force of vigor. Yeah. So force of vigor. Um, what's okay? What's really cool about this card? Let's let's let's, let's say the card. See, maybe, so maybe, maybe maybe somebody hasn't even seen the card yet. He's just so excited. He's very excited. Look at how colorful this card is, John. All right, it's green. It's green gonna look and two. so good in foil. Green. Oh yeah, <laughs> green, green into uh, instant. If it's not your turn, you may exile a green card from your hand rather than pay the mana cost. Destroy up to two target artifacts and or enchantments. Fuck your blood moon. It's like entwine. <laughs> Are you sure? I thought it was just kicker. No, that's just kicker. <laughs> No, that's, that's, free that's what kicker. the other one is. That one's free kicker. Oh, wait, is that multi flash, kicker? Like free, free flashback? Free, free multi kicker. Flashback. 
So Watsi wants uh, to what, know your what's location. What's really cool about this scar? <laughs> <laughs> Mark Rosewater wants to know your location. Um, what's really cool about this card is that it it is a pitch card. So usually you'd be two for one yourself. But if you tag two things, you've two for twoed for zero mana. E. Which is insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain. Yeah, this card reminds me of like uh, collective brutality <coughs> levels of uh, of aggressive trades for low mana costs. In yeah. this case, zero. Yeah, Chris so in the snap I'm up be two of these, right? in this this bad boy in the old amulet sideboard for sure. Holy shit! You know when you go ahead and you've been blood moon because you always get blood moon because you're playing amulet and that's just how everyone decides to hate you. And you because have and you have two titans in your hand, and you're just sitting there and you're like, man. I don't have any force in play. And then you draw your like turn five Sakura Tribe Scout and you're like, wow. This feels real bad. Well, fear no more. You have a use for that snaky girl. Go ahead and toss her into the, the nether void and um pop that, that moon. <laughs> yeah. Uh this card's gonna see a lot of play. I love his passion. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good against all the random artifact decks. Yeah. So like ensnaring bridge random affinity things you know just dead dead no mana dead so you can even do it like mid combat on their turn because it's their turn right so you could do the the thing no longer have to worry about what creature's gonna be wearing the cranial plating you just blow up the freaking plating and And the creature too why not why not get you a card that does both let's let's make a thing out of it but the other thing is, if you just cast it for four mana, it's a four mana two for one. Yeah. If you can get two things, right? In Amulet, that's it seems like, pretty good. That's like Cryptic Command I was just levels gonna of say, value. That's basically Cryptic Command. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, this is not a Cryptic Command, but... It's better. <laughs> it might as well be. <laughs> the, card, the card seems good. Seems good. Speaking of sweet two for ones, we've got something a little lower down on the uh, the power level here. We've got a good old lava dart. Old uh, friends. Yes. Old, old friend lava dart. This card used to see some play back in the day. One red mana. It's like the original flame jab. Yeah. Deals one damage to any target. Flashback. Sacrifice that mountain, bro. Yep. <laughs> Phoenix players everywhere can't wait to just yeet their mountain at their opponent and bring some phoenixes back from the yard. It's uh, it's two spells in one for the low, low cost of one mana. Move over Fire Blast. We've got you here with a, a Lava Dart. <laughs> Build your own Fire Blast with the Phoenix. I will say that with Phoenix, I think the issue is they don't play that many mountains. They don't play that many lands. Period. True. But you're going to be sacrificing a Steam Vents majority of the time. Yeah. Which is probably not going to feel great, but hey, you do what you got to do for your birdie boys. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is just a, a pretty solid supporting card that's going to gonna sneak its way into a lot of uh, Spells Matter blue-red decks. Yeah. It also plays nice with Prowess. It also plays nice with Spectacle, because you can float a mana, sack them out, and Ooh, ping them. this and burn the looks thing. like a Swiss Spear. Mm-hmm. This card um, is uh this card just kind of does a lot of things okay, but it does a lot of things okay. Yeah. Which is a nice. lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's a it's a pretty decent enabling card yeah so that's cool down the list also an instant yes important down i have a signed one more important is important is a card that uh i've always wanted to play with in modern oh yeah definitely um i'm very excited to find a way to jam it into some deck it is a deep forest hermit it's green green and three vanishing three when it enters the battlefield create four one one green squirrel token creatures uh squirrels you control have plus one plus one and it's a one one it's it's deranged hermit yeah it's deranged hermit but it's vanishing instead of echo elf druid instead of elf something warrior or is this an elf wait can you you can't take off it was vanishing can can you what was that you can't take off vanishing you can only reset it yeah you just fly you flicker it and it it gets vanishing again cool but you get four more squirrels i know yeah gets you uh set up with a restoration angel or a uh a uh, flicker wisp Man, why, 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 Displacer. why Restoration Angel a Thrag Tusk when you could Restoration Angel a Deepwood Hermit? Why? I don't see why. Easy, easy peasy. This is this is a this is nine nine power across five bodies for five mana. Now I do want to say that's a lot of power. I do want to say it's that like Hornet Queen, but cheaper. That a non non legal like any format that has like non legal playables. Which is, it's like, so Kitchen Table Magic has a really sick squirrel deck right now. Yeah, probably. Because you can play the un one too. Yeah, I was going to say the Earl of Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, uh, so I guess Deranged Hermit is actually on the reserve list. Yes. So <laughs> Functional reprint. Functional reprint. You know, Vanishing, arguably better than Echo, though. Um you know, times have changed. Uh, paying ten mana across two turns is not so hot these days. So uh, you know, I also maybe... I also don't see a bunch of people making a stink about this. Um, yeah. which, no one uh, no one's sitting on a pile of deranged hermits is their uh, their four hundred one k. But it's like it's almost like they're like testing the waters. They're like, oh, let's take off this like very innocuous card they've been or, willing to do it before this is <clears throat> vanishing is is appreciably different than echo right sure um, i i don't think that's unreasonable they've done some stuff like this in the past where they've printed a, a, a different version of a card i just uh, for like, example uh jism Jin got printed as was it plague silver or something like that i just hope that that they that they start doing this for some other cards yeah from the reserve list. you know they printed like um Counterspell, and then they went ahead and printed like Deprive. <laughs> it's not the same at all. Not anyway, at all. Uh, done list. Speaking of uh, sweet old cards that used to see a lot of play, we've got uh, an instant for one white and a white with Forbidden Mechanic. <laughs> Storm. Storm. Uh, wing shards for those who don't. For those of you who don't know. Uh, target player sacrifices an attacking creature. Storm. Yeah. Fuck your boggles. Bye. Man, this card is sweet. But yeah, I mean, this like, card is... I don't think it's going to be very impactful in the modern no. format. But oh, this card is sweet. Yeah. We have a mono white martyr player who uh, is excited to get wing shards in his toolbox. Oh yeah. But like, <laughs> what's the difference between? I guess like there's there's no like upside for your opponent. So sure, that's fine. Yeah, man. It's just like, what are you going to do about this? Is that Geist of St. Traft? Nope. Nope. 
be gone. Thought. In response to trigger, wing shards. Ah, bah, 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 bah. if you have enough storm, you can do it after the trigger. Ha ha! Get wrecked. <laughs> Why not? No angels here. <laughs> <clears throat> um. So yeah, this card. This card's probably not going to make a huge impact, but it'll probably sneak its way into some sideboards if yeah. the format ever gets uh in a direction where it's needed. And I like that. I like the fact that they're kind of like we were talking about before. It's going to allow them to kind of sneak a lot of things into the format that may not be immediately good, but are are there when you need them. You get them on layaway when the format does something you don't want it to. Boom, wing shards, ready to bail you out of the Boggle Menace. Boom. Um, it's also a pretty hard fog for uh, the Phoenix deck most of the time. One problem with it is it, it does get shut down by uh, Leyline of uh, of Sanctity. <laughs> it is a target player, so has the same problem that Soul of the Wreckage does, unfortunately. So, mm. But, uh, yeah. Wing shards, wing shards, just doing doing something that isn't really being done very well in the format right now. So you know, more options is always good, exciting, but uh, not a role player. Uh, speaking of cards that could be role players in some decks, Morophon the Boundless. What? You just said speaking of potentially good cards, so I just I just threw in that really good card. Oh, okay. You want to talk about? It? Well, no, no, let's no, go I back actually, to. No, oh, no, 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 welcome, no, 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 no. welcome back it's to your uh, MTG newscast. It's a joke. It's a joke. Rewind. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Go back. No, no. Uh, we were talking about it now. You brought it up. We gotta... No, this is, this is your punishment. <laughs> tell us. Tell us about this great card in it's your a, favorite format. It's a seven colorless mana for a six six changeling and when it enters the battlefield you choose a creature type it's legendary <clears throat> and then legendary spells of chosen type you cast is woober less to cast <laughs> reduces it by wooberg <laughs> this effect reduces only in the amount of colored mana you pay other creatures of the chosen type get plus one plus one is this a metallic mimic a really expensive metallic mimic sure so uh on scryfall if you look up this card they have a really handy link to the right that shows you all the shit you can cast for free with this in play which is like it's like a they have a filter ready to go for you a shit ton of it so you can see all the cards that you can just you know toss in the play for free once you got your morophon in play so check that out so edh player i mean it's just like a really edh fun card to do like you just Make this your commander. Include all decks with with converted mana cost of white, blue, black, red, green. I mean, Done. My t- tribal mil- uh, tribal minotaurs gets another lord. Easy peasy. Tribal crabs. Merfolk. Yeah. Merfolk already have lords. You're high. <laughs> Get out of here. Anyways, uh, back to our real list. Seasoned pyromancer. Yeah, Chris, you uh, you had an interesting thing to point out about this card. You wanna you wanna. You want to show us what's uh, what's so hot about this pyromancer? Um, so this pyromancer, okay. Let's just, let's just tell let's tell the the listeners what the card does first. It's a three mana two two. Uh, when it comes into play, you discard two cards, then draw two cards. For each non land card discard this way, you make a one one red elemental creature token. Then for five, you can exile it from your graveyard to make two <coughs> one one elemental creature tokens. The interesting thing about this card is, like, um, the hell is it called again? Bedlam Reveler. If you don't have any cards in your hand, you still draw cards off of the trigger. Mm-hmm. 
The other thing is, if you don't discard any cards, you won't get any um, tokens. Dudes. But you do still draw the two cards regardless. Yeah. yeah. Three mana draw two? Also, the, the, the flashback cost on this is like... I'm not going to say it's pointless, but it's interesting. It makes it... Is it, it flashback <clears throat> or, or like delayed kicker? <laughs> delayed kicker, sorry. It's kicker. <clears throat> the, the delayed kicker on this card is, is interesting just because it, it gives it a new life, a new reason after you've already cast it, right? So you play this on curve, they remove it, they find a way to get rid of your other tokens, and then by the time that happens around, you can get two more tokens that now they have to worry about uh, while you set up your next game plan. Or while you're already doing your next game plan. Yeah, it's like a mana sink. I think in limited, it's it's usually more important to um, have mana sink stuff to do with your mana all the time. And this is definitely a, a mana sink that's probably more playable in the constructed format. You know, you have nothing better to do. You have five mana laying around. Meh. Make some, make some two. Make some play, or one play, play this bad boy in dredge, man. You get to discard cards. He makes... Tokens, and then draw them, dredge them back. Dredge them back immediately. And then you get some tokens for your trouble if see, you pitch spells. See, you're you're very, I can tell you're joking. It doesn't have to be spells. It's but just you're saying this out loud and I'm thinking oh, that no, doesn't sound too yeah. bad. Yeah. It's a little expensive. Yeah. But it does do a lot of things dredge likes. If, it, if, it, if you get the chance to play it and if the deck is kind of like built in a way that you can play it on curve without worrying about anything else, then it seems pretty good. Yeah, it just does a lot of things that Dredge likes. Um, Dredge has gotten a lot of efficient cards, though, so I don't know if this really... It's not a cathartic reunion. Yeah. No, it is not. But uh, but it, it's uh, it's in it's in the wheelhouse of what they're looking for, so who knows, maybe we'll see it pop up if the meta takes a turn in the right direction. But uh, we've got one last special card. I'm so excited for this one. Oh, man. This card is... Um, there. This card is going to be added to a long list. You know what that list is, John? What what list is that, Chris? It's a long list of blue-green cards that are not probably not quite good enough to be playable in modern. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that is none other than Ice Fang Kotal. Mm. It's our first <sighs> snow creature of the list. And it's a snake. Snake. It is Simic it's Colors a to cast. green yeah, semicolors, blue and green, has flash, has flying, comes into play, draw a card, everything you want, except it only has death touch if you have three, at least three other, other. snow Others. Not Metalcraft. Yeah, man. Watsy learned from their mistakes. Mm-hmm. Other. Mm-hmm. Other. Other snow permanents. Watch, we get a Mox Opal and an Etch Champion. <laughs> Cold Steel uh, Heart. Uh. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get into snow mocks, but it can only be activated if you have three other, other. snow permanents. No. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's sweet. You just, uh, you just, you know, you uh, go land, land, snow mocks at some point, then you get your ice fang quaddle at instant speed. Uh. Ah, ambush viper with wings. <laughs> uh, I, I really like this card. Um, I th- the draws a card. I yeah. think it's a. I think it's a good uh, compromise if we're not gonna get. If we're not going to get um, Shardless Agent and we're not going to get uh, Billful Strix, this is a good compromise. Yeah, man. I would say I think not having Billful Strix in modern is correct. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Yeah. They're just making it I think work it's been, for it. This thing has been talked about a lot in, um, on the internet as well that 
it kind of goes against everything that we're trying to that they're trying to accomplish in in modern mm-hmm. which is to if you want to slow <clears throat> the format down and make people want to play more mid-rangey more fair decks Babel Strix is not the card to have in your form. No, no, no. But this card, this card, I think, is the good compromise. Play this in Rug Swans. Dude, we should just make, like, Rug Kiki Jiki Tarmogoyf dot deck. What? Yeah. Mm, no. And this, this is <laughs> no. You, you want to play green cards, no. blue cards, and a card that cost red, red, red in your Snowlands Matter deck? Yes. <laughs> False. I <laughs> have a different I proposal. Know, I know you're like slowly thinking about how to make it work, all right? Aether Vile factors heavily into my, my theory crafting. <laughs> Did somebody say Rhyme Feather Owl? Oh no, no. Is this a snow vial? Ah! Oh my god. Wow. Yeah, man. We should should brew together a blue-green snow ninja snake deck. Snow ninja snake? Snow ninja snake. We'll call it the snow sneaky snake deck. Snow sneaky snake deck. Oh no! Oh, also the reprinting for uh, snow covered basics. Full art. <laughs> yeah, full uh, art. I, I hope that they're not all full art. There. I will. Yeah. I hope that they make non full art versions. They won't. Why though? Because I like non full art versions. Too bad. Buy old ones. They're better looking, anyways. Yeah. Just expensive. Yeah, I don't know. Like. I was telling you earlier, I, I'm not super in love with the snow-covered land arts. I don't know. I like them. I guess I was just expecting a lot more. They saw, like they, saw, they saw Titus Lutner's arts for the <clears throat> islands from, I think it was Fate Reforged in Dragons of Tarkir, where he has like the, the glowy, glowy, icy islands. Yeah, and I people agree. were like, that land makes me sexually aroused. <laughs> I like this basic land. I'm going to put it in all my decks. And they were like, that guy, let's hire that guy to do our snow-covered basics. And they were yeah. like, wow, they all look the same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, so like, I, I was saying, if you, if you just took the snow-covered swamp and put the same light filter that the snow-covered plane was and told me that it was a planes, sure, man. Nailed it. Looks like a planes to me. <laughs> and then if you look at the snow-covered mountain and you just like back up really far, bam, snow-covered planes. That's why we should start a petition to make John Avon the official MTG landmaker forever. What about Rob Alexander? I just love John Avon land, so get out of here. Yeah, that's fair. I like a lot of the other artists, but Avon is a, uh, a bang-up job. I will not disagree with that one. Rob Alexander never won, though. Uh. It's fine because I have more. I don't, I don't even have a single John Avon land signed, but I have like fifteen Rob Alexander. So that's because John Avon lives in the UK. Europe, yeah. right? Yeah. The UK. Yeah. You have to like try real hard. Yep. yep. <coughs> John <coughs> to get the John Avon shit signed. Hey man, I uh, I sent some stuff off to get signed by him, and the package was lost. Gone for good. I, womp womp. I only lost some Elstrom pulses. Other people sent 
large collections of foil unglued and unhinged lamps. Oh, I remember that. Oh, painful. They were very sad. Yeah. That package was uninsured. Yep. Rip. Some mailman incinerated a large amount of money or became very wealthy. Or became very wealthy. I was going to say, or realized the, the, the value of the package. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact, kids. Custom fees make insuring expensive packages very difficult. Mm-hmm. And even more expensive. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's fun. So, anyway. The more you know. That was our, our list of, uh, of, of uh, spoilers that we are uh, looking at. Hey also, also, exclude got it printed. No one's gonna ever play it because it's bad. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess we didn't. We did mention it, but we didn't mention it in our list specifically. But um, uh, Diabolic Edict is getting printed into the format, which yeah, we 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 brief, we briefly touched yeah, on big that. Fucking but. whoop. Yep. <laughs> People would have been real excited about this about four months ago or whenever the hell it got spoiled. Three yeah. months. I don't know. Whenever. Liliana's whatever got spoiled. Mm-hmm. Liliana's triumph. Oh, and we already did. We talk about the the other two original spoilers, the the Sarah and the Cabal. We did. Yes, long time, long ago. time ago. I think I was there. I just don't remember. Probably. Probably. I guess we can we can like briefly mention the astral slide. That's not actually astral, astral slide. Drift. Gas. 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 Got a, Deja vu. Yeah, it's got a it's got a a fleet wheel cruiser drifting on the uh, on the art. Sweet, which makes sense because it's a cycling card, and you can definitely cycle fleet wheel cruiser. <laughs> yabba dabba do. Um, so it's a it is a astral slide that also has cycling, and it does the astral slide thing when you cycle it. So and you know, when you cycle other things when it's on the battlefield. I mean that's that's the astral slide part. Right. 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 Yeah. But uh, interestingly enough, the cycling cost is the same as the playing cost, it looks like. So um, I'm not sure when you would want to necessarily cycle it. Isn't I guess there, just, just is, for Isn't the, there a card that draw. reduces that cycling? Mean, that means Street Wraith will be $1 billion now? <laughs> wow. Wow. Is, it, is, is there a card that, that reduces cycling cost for cheap? Uh, yes, Fluctuator. Hmm. Which has not yet been... Um, printed or spoiled to be actually modern legal. I would be shocked. That is a waste of a slot. <laughs> but but so with this card in play, if you're Astral Drift and your Snapcaster Mage in play, you can cycle your Street Wave and flicker your Snapcaster Mage ah, burr, 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 and do it all over again. You could even cycle a spell and then flash it back with your Snapcaster Mage. Ah, so good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, okay, coming and going. Anyways, that's the end of our list. <laughs> Get into our uh, our start of the week where we talk about what card or deck we are totally hyped for right now. Aside from all these spoilers, uh, Chris, let's start with you. So you know how in the beginning of the cast we we're talking about how modern is being taken over by these planeswalkers. Yeah, my my card is uh, is Karn. <laughs> I picked up a few in paper. Um, but I probably won't be playing it in paper unless I can somehow convince some guy to let me borrow Michaels and Thaddeus because holy shit has that card gone up in price. $60, friend. More. But I will be playing it online because I have more tickets than I know what to do with. And uh, I've already gotten to Lattice some some kids on turn four. Hey. Wait, so so like what's the difference between this and just like 
What's the difference between this and just hive mining somebody? Uh, the difference is that hive mind requires another card to actually do the big kill. I mean, Karn goes oh, and sure, finds sure. the card okay, right, right, right. to make them not be able to do anything ever sure. again. Okay. Is this it's a like combo? a one card combo with delay. Gotcha. <laughs> with, with delay it's, kicker. It's four mana, <laughs> silence your opponent forever with delay. Delay kicker. Hive mind kills them now, but you need another card to do so. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. And Hive Mind also doesn't always kill them, but I guess, like, Karn doesn't always lock them out of the game. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not convinced. They're, they're, they're not the same thing. You know what kills Microsynth? The, the new Green Force. Incorrect. That's where you're wrong, kiddo! <laughs> Microsynth Lattice makes oh, all cards shit. colorless, and therefore you cannot pitch anything to your Force of Vigor. You're right. You're right. My bad. Get scrubbed. GG, I will leave now. Goodbye. What it, what Michael Silvlast does do is it lets you ancient stir and pick any card in the top five. Burr, 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 burr. So while your opponent can't cast spells ever again, you get to play one mana impulse, but look at five. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Take anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty pretty gross. Speaking of gross. Um, I'm, I'm waiting for this to happen, and if it happens to me, I'll be slightly annoyed because I, I thought of thought it up because <laughs> you thought of it. But I, I can't be that upset. Is you play against someone with Karn, and they go to Lattice you, and in response you float some mana. Lattice resolves, and then before your mana goes away, you Hercules recall them. <laughs> just, just the good old fashioned one sided upheaval. I actually saw uh, I saw a, a screenshot from someone that did that in Legacy. Um, they their opponent did the thing, and then they Hercules recalled them. Yes. GG get Rex scrub. Oh, yep. oh, yeah. There's a screenshot out there. Look for it. You'll find it. It's hot. Must feel bounced amazing. bounced like nine cards or some shit back to their hand. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, opponent. <laughs> Discard the hand size. Nice combo. Yeah. What about you, John? Well, you know at the beginning how we said all the uh, really sweet new planeswalkers were taking over the format? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, my card is a Teferi Time Raveler. You guys are literally <laughs> the worst people on planet Earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we card is literally spent like two minutes saying like, man, this sucks. All the magic and... I'm, I'm going to do it now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, we're spikes, man. We like winning. You're not wrong. It's sorry good. for winning. Like, yeah, you I should don't know. be sorry. Yeah, you should be sorry. Man, I'm playing. I, I have to know if Karn is the future of my deck. Because if it is. It's not. I need, I, need to, I need to save it up to get banned. some anime, anime cards. I'm telling Spoil. you right now, it'll be banned. Karn? No, no, ban no, 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 yeah. So he has to test and see. Mm -hmm. Is it good without the lettuce? I guess. Huh? That is a terrible Yoda impression. I'll never do that again. Doubt. Doubt. <laughs> yeah. Strong doubt. Strong doubt. Anyways, speaking of uh, doubts, uh, what's your card of the week, Stephen? Uh, Scape shift. Doubt. But <laughs> listen. But, but. <laughs> so so there's just a lot of creature decks floating around here, and I get to play board wipes that are pretty effective against creature decks and 
there's planeswalkers that are going to be floating around, which Remand does a really good job of like slowing those, slowing, slowing those, uh, those planeswalkers down. Um, just enough for me to squeak in there. So you know what you got to play, right? It's what? uh, what is it? Is it our? Is it our of devastation? The, the, the red one, yeah, three the red, red, one. red. Huh? and it like does three to all creatures and planeswalkers. Yeah, five, five, five. There you go. That's your answer. No, that means I need five colors. I'm only playing yeah. four. <laughs> what? What's a fifth color Not between red colors? Color. You require additional colors. <laughs> yeah, man, that's sick. You should play that. Yeah, you got all your bitch ass planeswalkers. Well, boom. Boom! Um, what right. planeswalkers? What planeswalkers? <laughs> I see none here. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I, I like I enjoyed playing the deck a few weeks ago, and um, uh, I won't lie. I just like playing with bolts and islands at the same time. It's just a fun feeling. And uh, green, I just like rug. The, bl- the really the black you're, is only there's only a bl- safe place. There's only, <laughs> there's only black in there for the one damnation that I can't cast. Oh no, I can cast actually with my mana, and that's where you're wrong, kid. <laughs> and the converge. That's 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 literally it. Yeah, it's okay. You're you're among friends. So rug withdrawal support group. The rug safe space. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Skip shift. I'm excited. Good. Hopefully that hopefully that excitement does not wane. <laughs> we'll see. Skitchup can be pretty good right now, actually. It's it's a fine deck. I mean, it's like I don't know. Like somebody said, it's a it's a big brain deck. You kind of have to figure out the lines in each matchup because they're just not really. They're not. It's not linear. You can't just be like, oh, get this, do this, do this. Like your opponent's like Teferi plus. Huh. You can only cast stuff at sorcery speed. And you're like. <laughs> this is a sorcery <laughs> take 18 <laughs> bye no see you just have to play the fifth color so that you can play Teferi and then instant speed scape shift them <laughs> oh. <laughs> got him like, cast Teferi in response scape shift you <laughs> get uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, wow weird flex but okay Poke. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah, I give you a cookie if you do that one. That's great. How much is the fair? Too much, but actually not that much. How no. much? It's like twelve, it's like thirteen bucks, something like that. Yeah. Going up. Let's see. Let's see. I'll let you know if I can do it or not. Thirteen bucks. Let's do it. We'll we'll give it a shot. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> if I can if I can find one for for Wednesday, then then I'll I'll tell you, I'll give it a shot and play Day of Judgment instead. Yeah, you have to in play. Your opponent can't counter your scape shift, buddy. That's true. Dang, that's actually pretty interesting. No interaction here. <laughs> oh wait, it's basically wait this regular Dramoka, uh, but better. No wait, I think I think you like we were playing for a second, but now I'm actually thinking this is probably a solid addition for the deck. Yeah. So the thing is, it's like it has answers to hate cards. Like, oh, your opponent's like, I got this ruined Halo. I'm gonna name Falak at the Molten Pinnacle, and you're like, Teferi, get the fuck out. Go away. Just like be gone. <laughs> Remanded on the way back down. Huh. Whatever. I don't know. Play escape shift. Make them do the big die. I think we caught on to something, boys. Yeah, it could my be new, way too my clunky. new card. My new card for the week: Teferi, <laughs> Time Raveler. 
<laughs> oh no, we did it, ladies and gentlemen. We got him. Full degenerate. Oh no. Yeah, I think I think we did it. I think this is the answer. Oh my god. Sorry. It's not too late to change your decision, Chris. <laughs> I apologize, anybody who is who is applauding me for taking taking the high road on this, this one. This guy, this guy is taking the moral high ground. I like this guy. <laughs> Actually, I like winning. <laughs> no! <laughs> you were supposed to be the chosen one! You were supposed to bring oh, balance to the force. <laughs> to the cast. <laughs> you were supposed to destroy the spikes, not join them! <laughs> oh, God. Oh, uh. I think that I think that's a good place to wrap up for the week. Yeah. With the you know, this is this is the episode two of the of the plot line where, you know, Steven is corrupted and falls from grace. In the next episode, he dies. <laughs> Only Well sadly, yes. If you cast a fairy time but he'll survive. Oh, if man. you cast a fairy time raveler and experience an erection lasting five or more hours, <laughs> please consult the physician. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wheel us out, please. Before we go into our end of cast plugs, I just want to let all you listeners know your wishes have been heard and they will soon be granted. I've heard a lot of people saying, man, where can I get a t-shirt? I would really like to have a spiffy new MTG Conflux t-shirt. And we have found the solution. We have found the answer. We're, uh, for too long, going to be putting up some of our product designs on redbubble.com. It is a website that does t-shirt drop shipping, among other things like stickers. You will be able to select the size and uh, quality level of the t-shirt that you desire so you can uh, you can be a tutu grizzly bear or you can be a shiny foil hive mind you can choose whatever quality of shirt you so desire and proudly uh, wear the mtg conflux brand um, we will let you know very soon when that is available um, but the prices look quite reasonable and i'm very excited so look forward to that we will be communicating via facebook twitter and the podcast once that's available so stop telling me about it. <laughs> stop. See, John just saying. Leave me alone. What John's really trying to say is, um, we've went ahead and we've provided all these options to you, not because we wanted to give them to you, the listener, but because John was tired of hearing you ask. <laughs> <laughs> We're teaching them a very valuable lesson. Annoying me is effective. <laughs> cry loud enough and you get what you want this is a lesson I've learned quite a long time ago <laughs> <laughs> anyways thank you for checking us out and sticking around to the very end if you're wondering where you can find more of our content head on over to mtgconflux.com you can support us and join the mtg conflux community at patreon.com slash mtgconflux or by buying a t-shirt also, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube under the same name. If you have any suggestions or comments you'd like us to read, please feel free to shoot us a message on one of those platforms, but not about t-shirts. Again, we really do appreciate you sticking around, and we hope you'll join us in the next one. <laughs>